Welcome, guys, to Bungies this week at Destiny Podcast. No, no, no. No, no, no. I've got this sorted this week. Hang on a second. Ah! Sorted. Smash, crack, bam, destroy. We are doing a podcast. Why do you sound like a robot? Because I've been replaced by Night Demon. (laughs) This is that right? Well, I suppose there are worse ways to go, my friend. Obi tries. Real name, no gimmicks. Two Titans on a podcast go round the outside. Round the outside. Round the outside. Two Titans on a podcast go round the outside. Round the outside. Round the outside. Guess who's back? Back again. Robot response back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? 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 No, 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 no. Like I said, he's replaced us. <laughs> I guess. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we are not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keep Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 information, news and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email, 2titansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at 2titans underscore hunter. Now on with the show. I'm not even sure why either of us showed up, we're just robots. Just here doing the Night Demon's bidding. Indeed. So, Robot Respawn, as you are kind of leading the show, why don't you um, introduce everybody? Uh, well, uh... Greetings and salutations. Welcome <clears throat> to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. I am your host, the most enigmatic, opinionated, and randable robot, Respawn. And joining me as always are my two Titan misfits of misfortune and mischief, direct from the Los Angeles underground, where they are wanted as soldiers of fortune. We found them <laughs> and hired them. They are the F-Team. British dad, Nateliman, and the facilitator, Perody. Nateliman, that's our man, Nateliman over there. Yeah. Yes, indeed. This <laughs> <laughs> shit was dope. Perody and Nateliman, here we are. My week has been very productive. I have spent a long time programming <laughs> Robot Respawn to say things. Yeah, we'll tell. That. You know, you can, um, if, if you add another E, you might actually go as far as saying respawn instead of respawn. No, respawn is way better. No, yeah. respawn. No one responds <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Somebody does. Somebody has to. No. What's the point of us living? What's the point of any of us living? I mean, really. To play video games and make podcasts, obviously. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Someone's got to earn the air apparent on this show. Somebody does have to earn the air apparent, and it is not going to be me. Hundred percent. No, not with that attitude. It's not. Yeah, that's the intention. Also, uh, two questions. A, do I sound okay? Because I I have that Mike Boone arm, and it's a little further away from me because it's not directly on a tripod in front of me. And you can move it so it's right in front of you. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it's adjustable within kissing distance. I don't want it right in front of me because it's this large apparatus. So I'm trying to see how good I can sound at a distance without it being direct. You sound like you are at a distance to it, if that helps. So what you're saying is you don't want a large apparatus right in front of your face? 
That's exactly what I'm saying. Like verbatim. Noted. Is that better? Just keep talking. Uh, why? <laughs> it's like trying to do sound checks with people when I used to run events. It'd be like, all right, yeah. let's get some sound. Okay, how do I sound now? Yeah. Also, the wind. Can you hear the wind from my fan? Because I got one of those wind guards on the mic. Yeah. Nope. No? Cool. That's it. That's good. That's the nice. System works. So, enough chit chat, guys. Let's get on with the show. Uh, first of all, Robot Respawn. This week at Mangdi for the 7th of May, 2020. Cool, all right. DMG, so, uh, DMG has a 12 for us this week. DMG does have a 12 for us this week. I should probably open it. I mean, let's find out what is happening in Destiny 2 next week. What is happening in Destiny 2 next week? I, I don't know. You know, because you sent me the picture this week. I did. You know what? You know what is happening? There's a, there's a flashpoint. I know. It's like they listened to the show and they thought, he said last week he's just going to keep guessing Nessus. So we're just going to put Nessus. And then <laughs> yeah, he, that's ruined his guessing. That's ruined yeah. my game, Bungie. Yeah, you made it, a game out of the not saying things and then you've gone and ruined my game. I'm not happy about this. You did. You, you've been made redundant in your guessing game. Because Ooh. this week coming up, we have to assist failsafe when Nessus becomes a weekly flashpoint. Ooh. And also, you can enjoy increased valor all week long as the Iron Banner returns to the Crucible. Oh, Iron Banner. Iron Banner. Crucible. Valor. Have you have, have you earned your bow yet? No, I've that's why I haven't played this week. So this is, this is I your have. last chance to earn you your bow before it goes it. away. Of course, yeah. I I put the I earn the exotic. I put the exotic into the vault, and then it stays there to collect us because without the champion mods on it, who cares about most of them? I actually I used the hunter in the first iron banner to get the bow. So that's how dedicated I was to playing hunter. I I pulled the warlock out of the ship last night and. <laughs> played, a little, played a little bit with Blue, a little bit with Andy and Odie in the Forges, and let the Warlock stretch his legs a little bit. I figure if nothing else, I have to pull him out and grab the exotic so I can get the Felwinter's Helm and and then just you know, the armor set from the Season Pass and pretty much trash everything else on him because uh, it's all 950 plus garbage now. Fair enough. So he's just a storage machine for you. Just a storage place. Pretty much. I did find a couple of rolls of guns I was looking for that I didn't even think to look on the other characters. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's where that particular scout rifle or shotgun went. Right. That's what I was looking for. It was on the Warlock the entire time. So I infused some of those and ran around Gambit and the Forges with those. Put my medals in like a good little Warlock. It's not really helping, but that's okay. Hey, look, look. The Warlock's look, tried hard. Guardian Games... Is not something I'm really keen to talk about, and I know we have a podcast. We need to talk about it. It's the, it's it's not a good event, it's or at not. least I mean, I I really would have. I've seen so many people on, and I I would give credit where it's due, but I'm lazy and didn't make notes of where I was reading. You know, different tweets and Reddit threads and things. Of hey, it would have been fun to have like a crucible where you have like you know six stacks or even just four stacks of. You know, Titans versus Warlocks, Warlocks versus Hunters, Titans versus Hunters, and just stack them up on, you know, you know, class class events. You know, when you load into Gambit, you've got to go in as a team of four of the same classes. 
you know, and actually sort of make it into a competition that way and, and, you know, do win loss or do points or, you know, keep the whole Laurel mental system or something, but, you know, play the activity, you know, go into crucible with your squad of, of classmates and, uh, you know, do something actually related, sort of like the faction rallies, but actually sort of have something on the lines, you know, like, like we said all along, none of these things have, none of these things matter. None of the events have any teeth to them. Choose a path. Well, you can do it per character, so you can choose all the paths. No, choose a path. Choose one path. Have it have some you know meaning to it. The only thing with this is the heir apparent, which by, by forcing us to have to use abilities. Almost everything has to do with an ability of some kind. They should have just left it to sheer number of kills. I don't give a damn how you get the kills, just number of kills. Every X number of kills, you drop a medal of some kind, right? Doesn't matter if it's a gun. An ability, a super, a freaking, an accidental grenade. Who cares? Kills are kills. That's what yeah. Matters. But I mean, to be honest, it, that's the thing with every kind of event, any kind of thing that's ever been put out there, any game that's ever been put out there. They start off with a building block and they go right. We're going to do it this way, and then maybe next time round it'll be done differently. You know, this this was a one off. We've never had a Guardian Games before, and they've gone with this route and. A lot of people have enjoyed it. A lot of people haven't enjoyed it. So it's, you know, it's always swings around about. You never know whether something is going to actually just be blown out of the water and be amazing until everybody tries it. That's the problem. I mean, Bungie may have in, you know, in-house tested this and thought, oh, this is fantastic. You know, with the, the amount of players that we have, we've all had fun doing this, this and this. But then they've put it out to the greater world and they've had mixed feedback, I'd say. I'm still, until they show us actual numbers, I am convinced that we are weighted wrong. And not just because hunters are losing. I know that everybody's going to say that, and it's not just because hunters are losing. It's also because warlocks are losing, and it's also because the flags haven't changed. I think I think the flag was the biggest single misstep. If they had you know, done, if they had done like numbers or just like like percentages of a hundred in real things and not like they said last week, a 5% change puts your flag to the top of the bottom. That I think was just a poor design. And I'm sure it probably worked well in the small sample size they were playing with. Cause if you've got 50 people testing and it's fairly close, the flags maybe look close, but obviously it didn't translate well, even though with the numbers, they that's, said, Hey, you know, what I'm saying. there's, there's no like 0.8 different or 0.4, whatever difference, but it looks like a huge margin. And that's just, you, you come in and you look at that and you go, meh. Versus if there were, you know, like three bars, like, you know, the, the fundraiser things, hey, let's let's hit our, you know, hit our fundraising goal with a little thermometer at the top. If there were three of those bars and they were all like neck and neck, you could look at that and say, okay, we're all close. You come in every day and go, oh, the Titans have a, you know, commanding I mean, you in the freaking Why future, How hard is it to set up a freaking digital display somewhere, right? Something in game, digital display, actual numbers, right? That's not that. We figure out radios. Yeah, right. On the list right after radios, but yeah, I, I think I think honestly the biggest single thing I would change is just the flags. That was sort of the the big visual indicator of the event and the biggest thing that turned people off immediately. Right, but for example, ignore the flags for this time. Right, ignore the flags. The reason why I'm so convinced that something extracurricular is happening here is because. The flags have remained the same after the first day. The first day, the hunters were up top, but ever since then, Titans, Warlocks, Hunters, in that order, the entire time. It's never been Titans, Hunters, Warlocks, or or Warlocks, Titans, Hunters, or any... No, it's always been Titans, Warlocks, Hunters, in that order, the entire time. 
And I'm 100% convinced it's how they weighted the daggum things. There's something in the formula, and that is why that is the one question that we've been asking, and it's still the one question they have yet to answer. How did you weight the damn moats? How did you weight all the different classes? That's what we want to know. Because the fact that those flags have been in the same position the whole time, that is sketchy as hell. You know, do we all really want least, to know that? At the, the flags do move. They always move back to the same position. They go to neutral and then back to to Titan Warlock Hunter. After the first That's the day, the only way that they move. You know, except for the first day when apparently I did say except for the first day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, which is the only thing that makes me say there's at least something in there. Because unless they pushed it back and changed that broke it on day two, there was no, at least some variety. Right. I don't think they did either. But, but let's yeah. face it, as Titans, if the Hunters had won this event, I mean, they, they probably they could still do that. If the Hunters had won, there wouldn't be any animosity. We wouldn't be moaning of the fact that our flag not, is really I'm low. not complaining about the Hunters not winning. You're not listening. No, I'm care. just saying. I'm just saying that there's been no change in those flags. Even if Hunters would have come in second and Warlocks third, or Warlocks first, Titans second, Hunters third, there's been no change at all in those flags. And I, I feel that if we really are this close, something would have changed by now. At some point in time, Warlocks flag would have been the highest at some point. Or, I, think, I think the whole flag mechanism was just flawed. The, the fact yeah. that they weighted each flag, you know, a third, and then tried to balance them out of top, middle, bottom was a terrible way to do it. And we said that last week, didn't we? We did, but I'm not talking about the flags. I'm not talking about the weighting. I'm talking about if the if the if the moats really were balanced the way Bungie claims, then why have I not seen any other? Because it's such a small formation. Percentage. That's what we're saying. Because the percentage is so small. Right, but what I'm saying to you, listen. If the percentage is that small, supposedly then the Warlocks, who supposedly are that close to the Titans being in second place, would have surpassed them at least once during this whole games. At least once. If they were really that close, right? Mm -hmm. Forget the Hunters. The Hunters got screwed out of the gate. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the fact that if they really are that close, then why is it that the Warlocks have never been first during this whole time? Not one day. To be honest... I think you're asking the wrong question. What I'd like to know is, I mean, they can track all the stats across all the different classes and things. What I'd like to know is what exotic is the most prevalent in the Guardian games? And I bet you... Antaeus Wards? Like, no, it's, it's not going to be Antaeus Wards, is it? It's going to be Insurmountable Skullfort. Insurmountable yeah. Skullfort for yeah. unlimited melee abilities. You can melee, melee, melee <laughs> over and over <laughs> again. Yeah, instrumentable skull fort or armamentarium. I mean, infinite melee is basically and double grenade on everything. It's just, I think if they showed you what's actually being used, it's probably Monte Carlo for melees and 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 um, skull fort. I, I think that's the key. I think the the thing was that the the games are people have found that it's not a cheat code, but it's just an easy way to get the laurels and. If you're just running around meleeing things and a laurel drops, you're just going to continue doing it. And you can use it on bottom tree, top tree, and middle tree striker. So is it, you can have fun either way. And that's what I did for the first two weeks. I really had really good fun punching things to death. I was in the forges punching things. I don't think I shot 
anything. I don't think I even shot the boss. I just walked up to him and I was punching the hell out of him just because it was fun because I thought if I got the final blow on the boss, he'll drop a laurel. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. I think, I think that's the... He was punching in the evening. He was punching in the afternoon. He was punching all day. I mean, that does kind of go back <laughs> to what I initially said about they, they shouldn't have waited it based on ability kills. Yeah. We can all agree with that. Yeah. You, you, you know, like I want, and again, I, I have obviously not given my other two classes the, you know, equal or due playing time, but it seemed like a little bit of this was a hunter centric or a, a Titan centric event because of the skull fort, because of the armamentarium. You want me to punch things and throw grenades? I can do that. I can do that all day long. And yeah, I know there are other exotic in the other classes that will do that sort of the same thing, but does anybody have a, like, you do a melee, you get a kill. I know there's things where, like, you know, when you get melee kills, it gives you more melee, you know, your melee back quicker, but is there any, like, instant melee? Yeah, I mean, like, for the other class? only, only has an instant, and you have to kill something with a throwing knife with the crit. So... Can we instantly get our knife back? Yeah, but it has to be a kill and it has to be a crit. No, but listen, respawn, I, when, I was, mm-hmm. when I was chatting in the band chat and I can't remember who it was now, was asking about Warlocks. And I said, well, you know, you've got Sunbraces or the uh, Ahamkara uh, gauntlets or something. You've got, but mainly Sunbraces. If you get a melee kill, you can then proc the unlimited grenades for four or five seconds. If you get a kill with that grenade, it automatically procs your you get a, a melee back. So you can just walk around punching, throwing grenades, punching, throwing grenades. So that's quite, that's a really good build to do. And with the Hunters, you've got the Liar's Handshake with Top Tree Arc Strider. You can punch somebody, dodge next to an enemy, punch the next one. And you've got that um, times three melee ability that you can do more damage. You've also got some of the mods that you can help to stack on that from the yeah. artifact as and, well. And that, that, so that's what there I are things that you, you can do and can build into. Whenever Fuzzco and I were playing together, you mm. know, that's what we were doing. We were doing the liar's handshake, one-two punch combination. The problem is this. In a lot of these places, when you get close enough to punch something, that thing stops or they're shooting you the whole time before you get there. You know, we don't have the whole Titan jump in the air and then instant slam on an enemy in front of us. We, we, I, we can't do that a, fast. A good trick for that is to equip the Risk Runner because you get an Arc Overshield with the Risk Runner if you are taking damage from Arc. And a lot of the yeah, things like... Totally. Yeah, but a lot of things like the Forges, are you're getting Arc damage. Uh, the Moon stuff, there was a lot of Arc floating around there from some of the Knights, some of the Fallen that were there. It was just a lot of Arc damage to then use against them. It was quite good. And do you remember last week, I promised you, didn't I? I said, Respawn, I'm going to main my Hunter all week just to aid you in the effort for the guardian games and you were like no 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 i don't want you to do that i don't want but you to do that I, still I know you didn't want me to do that but you know i just I wanted to give you <laughs> i just wanted to give you a little bit of an update on this so i have indeed mained my hunter this week from reset so on day 1 i played 19 games of rumble just to get the 25 super finishes for the you know that triumph for the guardian games Oh my god! Just literally one super per game until I was fine. Oh, yeah. what can I do? I, it was it was I, I was banging my head against the wall, 
And I was thinking if I just swapped to my Titan, I'd, I'd have at least two two kills. You know, I was trying to do Blade Barrage. As soon as you popped your super, they were all running. They were yeah. running. I was trying to Golden Gun. They were running away from me. It was ridiculous. So I ended up doing Blade Barrages. And I figured out if I used a Yotun with a... Um, a mod to give me more super energy from a Jotun kill or fusion rifles. <laughs> I was getting at least two blade barrages in a rumble match. So that was good towards the end. I figured that out. So yeah, if, I, if you're going to do anything like as far as supers go in any PVP, you want to go middle tree void because you get wall hacks. Oh no, they were out. running away from that. As soon as you pop that, they were just running. I mean, blue was telling me, he said, Oh, I've, I played and, um, to, to get that and he said when somebody popped their super i would just stand still and emote so i was doing that i thought you know if i do that in the game they'll they'll reciprocate no 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 they were running they were running for the hills that lot yeah, in no. every single game it was just like i'm gonna get you I, I think i missed one super in one game i was like really really yeah that's that's the the part i was doing too when i jumped in because again i tried to do the same thing and i said all right let me let me you know, if i see someone pop a super let me run toward them or at least yeah. you know, email, you know, let me make this easier for you because I assume you're in the same grind. But no, it was not reciprocated at all. And I gave that up after two or three matches. I'm like, all right, if I'm the only <laughs> person doing this, again, I'm just in with you a bunch of random people. It's not like it was the same people every time. But when you see the same name four or five times in a row, you're like, okay, okay, random person who lives near me, let's let's work together here. Make this easier on both of us. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I did that. I played Mayhem Crucible to farm some laurels. So I did medals. I did some bounties. And turned it all in. So, you know, I was thinking, yeah, I've, I've got this. I've and got this. flag didn't even budge. It, it, didn't, it didn't budge. But then the second day, I logged into the tower, saw the flag, showing all the efforts that had been in vain. And the Titans were still on the top. And I did what all hunters do best. Swap I put my tower between my legs. And I did not load up Destiny since. <laughs> I told you. It's disheartening, <laughs> man. It like it legit hurts your feelings, and I just I, I literally can't. I have not played Destiny all week. I I need to get my laurels for the final ghost shell, but I've got my air apparent. I've done all the triumphs, but I thought you know in true hunter fashion, I have just got to put the game down and mm -hmm. just make a stand. I thought that's what hunter that, that's what most hunters are doing. They're saying no, I'm not playing this game. I mean that's what I'm doing. I don't know everybody. Well, well you know you're the hunter master race. You're the leader. Of, of us hunters because i sided with you this week i'm so. protesting this whole yeah so i'm protesting with you am i allowed to do that <laughs> yeah, you can protest <laughs> you don't need his permission to protest no, no no in my mind i'm imagining just this, this wall of hunters with picket signs and then one towering titan holding <laughs> the smallest little picket sign among the oh. sea of hunters <laughs> oh man what a funny image yeah very funny image anyway no no p uh p picketing yeah <laughs> not picketing um you can you can you can do the thing that's fine that's cool. okay oh, oh hang on a second Purdy, why don't you help us understand that this week at bungie for may 7th 2020 oh there's no understanding it there's no way forward here yes there is i'm sure there is there is so there's the first part of our, our DMG sponsored TWAB, the TWAB by DMG. It brought to, was actually brought to us by Luke Smith because we had, uh, I was reading this going, there's a lot of aspirational talk in this. I'm going, oh, look, it's Luke Smith. He's back. He's back with his aspirations for the game. Respawn, who's Luke Smith? Remind the, the people that may not have 
met he's Luke Smith because he he kind of disappears and and reappears and tells us things that are fantastic and he's like one of those captains that just like warps around gambit you think you have a beat on and then he's gone behind you all of a sudden <laughs> uh he, he works at bungee uh that much i know he's yeah. he's kind of an important guy um, yeah that you know. no actually isn't he the story writer you have something to do with writing the story no uh, whatever seriously we're gonna do this again are we uh i guess so you know who luke smith is probably I know the name. I definitely 100% know the name. Google it. What does he do in Bungie? Google it. Google it so that you we can make you sound more intelligent. I don't care who makes the game. I just get angry at them when they don't do what I want. No, but he's, t- he's telling you good stuff this time. You remember we, we've had Luke Smith's ah, director's cut. He's an American oh. writer. Called it. Told you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Former video game journalist, uh, weekly papers in Michigan, and freelance worker for Kotaku. Yeah, that's Luke what Smith. Does he, what does he do now at Bungie? It says Luke Smith, writer for Bungie. Luke Smith is the director, comma, destiny at Bungie in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, writer. <clears throat> I don't. Oh. I, I mean, we're saying the same thing in different ways. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> he's the guy, the head honcho in charge of Destiny Two. Yeah, he's the guy we all get to yell at. We try. We try, good people. We really do. No, we really don't. Two thirds of us try. Might. <laughs> so Luke Smith has all sorts of aspirational talk to tell us. <clears throat> oh, if I had a voice, that'd be even better. So this this week at transmogrification. So we're going to transmog all the things. So we're adding transmogrification into Destiny 2. What is this crazy fancy word you say? Well, it's going to allow players to turn their armor into universal ornaments. Armor into universal ornaments. We will allow players to do this via in-game effort or silver. The feature is in early development and expected sometime during year four. So it's going to be a ways out still. So we are in year three now. Be September, so possibly. Right. So, and we actually had this debate with with Andy and Odie the other night. I was like, which which season are we in? Which number is this? I have the same problem with like, like what Apple calls their various used to be big cat and now you know city in California operating system. Right. It's like okay, what are we in now? So we are currently in season ten, season of the worthy, which runs until June. And then we have season eleven, season of redacted that starts in June, and will run. For three months until September, so year four Maybe starts in June September. 9th, isn't it? Reset, right? Yeah, it runs until June 9th, twenty twenty. So June 9th until September, whatever, ninth, tenth, fifteenth, whatever date they decide, that'll be you know, the beginning of our year four. So I had to look it up because I'm going, which which year are we in? Because because there's all this talk of of year this and season this, and I'm going, I've lost track of where we are. Indeed. <clears throat> so so we're you know six months out at least from whatever this is going to be. So what, what is transmogrification? Cause I'm, I'm still not hundred percent sure of, is it just making, you know, you have a base piece of armor armor and you can make it look like any other piece of armor that you've got as a universal ornament. Is that basically the premise of this? That's exactly what it is. It's just making one thing look like another. So what you're saying, telling me now is that I need to make sure that I've collected everything possible 
so that it says in my collections that I've I've ticked that box. I've I've had all of that, and then in year four I'll be able to select that on any armor piece to make it look like that. What you need to do is delete all your armor pieces because the game will get confused if you have too many. You need to have one <laughs> set of armor, and then via whatever the in-game effort is, you will need to get that armor. I'm I'm going to assume it's going to be something along the lines of you know new things you'll obviously have to go out and earn. But I'm wondering if they just are going to do what they did with the Universal Ornaments thus far and just say, hey, here they all are, everything you have in your collection. Now I would love that. Now it's an, uh, an ornament you can put on, which would, which, you know, that was sort of Andy's response. He's like, great, now I can get rid of all this armor I have. Keep, you know, two or three sets around that I like. Make them look at, like, whatever set I like the look of. Because that's, you know, as, as Luke and Dustin have talked about, we want to be more of an MMO. We want to have this, you know, the fashion game and the, you know, stat game be two different things this this is moving in that direction you can have the armor set you want to use for good stats and make it look like the armor set you want to use because it looks nice yeah and completely divorce those two things you're not keeping 75 armor sets around depending on how you feel that day except for night demon who will still do that well no i do have good roles on different armor pieces that's why you know if i'm missing like plus two in strength on one piece of armor but it's giving me more in another stat then i will keep it you know it's i i need so, so I can switch things out. It's, you need you need that giant wardrobe to walk into and say, "What do I want to wear today?" Yeah, I, I just want to preface if if Luke Smith is actually listening to this or anybody from Bungie, this is not a way of getting around my vault space. I want to know about vault space. <laughs> I know it's not in this week's twab, uh, but five hundred yeah. slots is not enough. Deleting all your armor sets, problem solved. No more vault space issues. <laughs> so. Oh, so each season they are going to deliver an aspirational pursuit for armor. We haven't done this consistently in Destiny 2. And this armor is going to come from activities, not the season pass, nor Eververse. So he says, as an example, we removed the Eververse armor from season 11 and itemized into it into aspirational activity because it's the right thing to do for the game. So next season, again, the one that starts June 10th, 2020, season 11, season of Redacted, they're taking the Eververse armor out, you know, they're, ta- they're taking the armor out of Eververse. And they're going to put it back into the game where it belongs. They're also improving the rewards for aspirational activities, raids, trials, dungeons. So going forward, these are going to reward players with power, items, and vanity. Not power items, but power, comma, items, and vanity. <laughs> so our power will increase, we'll get items, and we'll look good doing it. When they build an aspirational activity, they'll have at least one accessory to pursue. So like, does that like mean a handbag? Yeah, a, a handbag, a lovely purse, a lovely <laughs> man purse. The the one I put on my warlock last night, he has like an Indiana Jones like cloak and a nice little bag to go with it. So he can put his his you know warlock relics in. Or uh, a fanny pack, as you guys like to call them. We uh, call them gun bags over here. That's what all the Titans need to have. I mean, our, our butt caves look absurd as it is. Just add a little pocket, add a little pouch to it. We're all set. Yeah. So the team is also working on adept weapons for Trials of Osiris. And Trials will get new armor, a.k.a. not reprisals, accessories, and weapons in Season 13. So again, down the road. Don't say it's coming tomorrow. Down the road, Season 13. And then after that, Trials will get new armor every year. So it sounds like at least they're bringing Trials back. And again, it's a long-term commitment to it because they're going to get new tr- new armor every year and whatever these new accessories we're going to have. Handbags, rings, purses, necklaces. Who's to say? So uh, at the moment, you said we're in season 10. 
and season 11 starts june 9th and that runs till say september so season 12 is going to be the new season new hotness the new expansion and that normally runs for say about three months possibly four right. it depends on how they structure the new seasons going forward so possibly christmas possibly after christmas is going to be when season 13 drops so we're looking at say another six seven eight months maybe possibly right i just want to make sure that that people understand that it's just that just putting season 13 i think people would a lot of people just latch onto the fact that trials will get new armor and not reprisal Right. And that's why I went and I looked up what season starts and ends when, because I couldn't remember. Mm. And yeah, because they're having all these conversations of this season, this year, when do these, you know, when are these coming to us? And, and for Respawn and Fusco and all of our Raiders, Destiny's Next Raid will have brand new armor, weapons, and exotic accessories to pursue. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. So the big thing to take away from this week at Bungie, well, from Luke Smith's things, Beginning in season 12, so that is September, roughly, penciled in, uh, they will no longer be selling ships, ghost shells, sparrows, or armor ornaments in Eververse that are visually based on themes from aspirational activities. That doesn't mean that they won't be selling ships, ghost shells, sparrows, armor ornaments in Eververse. It just means the things that are like enemy themes like the ones that we we saw the ship and the sparrow that looked more like they should have gone from something from the dungeon that you could have got in the dungeon were in eververse i think that's what they're kind of trying to get away from and just you can still get other obtainable things there'd probably be some really nice stuff in eververse but they're going to make those aspirational activities drop such ships ghost shells sparrows and or ornaments and things which is quite yeah. nice that there's there's going to be more stuff for us to get you know you can still purchase stuff with bright dust and silver and still get the things that you you know that should come from those activities yeah a reason to play you know like people have been calling for like you know like the straight strike specific gear and stuff we used to have or even the class specific weapons it'll be nice to have things you know you play an activity you get a thing from that, that activity that reward you for not Oh, now maybe you can go buy something that looks like this. I I think that was another kind of hang up or something that has taken over from the Activision, wasn't it? Because in Destiny 1, we did get items from doing those specific um, activities. So if you did the raid, you got the raid ship that looked like something from the raid. If you and and sparrows as well and ghost shells, you, you got those from the activities that you were doing. And then we moved into Destiny 2. And it was more a shift on Eververse and getting that extra little bit of loot money from players, which seemed to be more of an Activision thing to then help fund the game. And I mean, I'm not saying that it was all Activision. Bungie have openly said that certain ornaments have helped fund certain parts of the game, which is good. But hopefully that will still be the case. You know, you'll still be able to purchase stuff from Eververse that will still then fund the game going forward. And you'll be able to get the stuff that should be in the game, like in Destiny 1. And then he finally says, yeah, we're not planning on changing existing items at this time, or we could be spending on itemizing the future. So don't look for things to change as they are, but going forward, a year from now, this is what we're going to start seeing. Yeah. 
Robot Respawn, would you like to take us through the next and, bit? Yeah, I can take us. Core Playlist Rewards, is that what we're talking about? Core yeah. Playlist, yeah. <clears throat> oh, we're adding a new set of armor for the Core Playlist. Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. This armor shares a set of the new geometry with the decals and shaders specific to that activity. We will create new sets like this each year, e.g. year four, five, six, etc., the set will arrive alongside in the next expansion. Starting in Season 12, we are adding a new Pursuit weapon each season. This weapon can be earned by playing your preferred core playlist, Nice. This weapon will have activity-specific legendary skins that can be unlocked in each playlist. We will no longer be selling new legendary weapon ornaments in Eververse. So it sounds like, let's say they come up with a new sword, right? You yeah. can play... Anything to get that sword. Yep. But your chosen uh, playlist is going to give you a different skin for that sword. Yep. Nice. I, I, I definitely misread that when I was looking at it last night because I, I read it as like you'll get like a, something specific to that activity, like some sort of perk or something in there. But the skins I'm down for because I, yeah. You imagine if you did the raid and you got oh, like a like a hive kind of blade with the spikes off of it and it just looked really nasty with kind of that kind of red edge to it and then if you did something in crucible where it was a bit more honed for crucible and, and looked kind of nice and shiny and then gambit was you know something more taken you know it had kind of a taken effect that it bled into the jade and taken it would be jade and jade and have a nice taken glow to it from gambit yeah exactly something along those i could see something along those lines Oh, now, now you're making me want just like a giant like bone sword from <laughs> sort of hive activity, like yeah. just like the you 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 grasp the skull and then the giant like sharpened thigh bone from injured. an ogre. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> the ogre thigh bone sword. That's what I want now to walk around with my tiny. Or screw sharpened, just some blood thigh this. bone from an ogre. I'm not picking. No, no, see, see, once you masterwork it, then you get to sharpen it. It's a blunt thigh bone until then. And then you, when you masterwork it, it gets the sharpened, and then you get to do stabby damage as well. Stabby damage. <laughs> I think that they need to just get rid of the whole ammo for a sword anyway. I, I hate that, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the changes with the swords where you can just slice infinitely. Yeah, it's definitely and better. Do you but... run out of ammo with a sword? Yeah, which is really awkward when you're when you're slashing away at a. Uh an envoy and gambit and then all of a sudden you're going bink bink and the envoy goes oh you're dead now guardian down but your sword runs out of ammo it's very sad it's a game <laughs> it's gotta have ammo it is it's a sword it's a shooter i don't know how sword. many zombies you've killed but i've never um, mr. had a problem with my sword running out of ammo mr. when i'm mr. Killing final zombies. fantasy guy with the gun blade it's just a gun blade that's all this is first of all the final fantasy i play doesn't have gun blades <laughs> All right, that was eight. We don't talk about eight. Eight <laughs> is just eight isn't a thing. Okay, no. So, so do you guys have any opinion on the no longer selling of legendary weapon ornaments in Eververse? Did you realize okay they were it. there? Did you yeah. look? Oh yeah, dude, at all? I, I buy them all. <laughs> yeah, the time, dude. some of them I, I get, but I I use it when I got my uh, bright dust. Yeah, no, I absolutely knew that they were there, and I bought almost every single one of them. Uh, I yeah. completely ignored them. Not me. I just feel that that's my way of giving back to Bungie. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 what I do. Although, 
I'm feeling less and less giving lately with these Guardian games, Bungie. Yeah, I haven't actually, now that I say that, I was being a smart ass at first, but now I realize since these Guardian games started, I haven't bought a single thing from Eververse because. Yeah. That'll show them. That'll show them. Wait, what? So speaking of buying things from Eververse. Respawn. Respawn. Yes. Dust and Engram's next real respawn. I, I, I genuinely couldn't understand what he said. All right, drunken DMG, you're a little too drunk. I need you to, to, to you know, pull back on the drinks a little bit. Yeah. No, what did, what did oh. it actually say? He said Dustin Engram's next real respawn. Ah, gotcha. <clears throat> All right, Dustin Engram's, we are making it easier for you to earn bright dust. <laughs> cool. Um, we will be moving away from character-specific ways to earn bright dust and more toward account-specific paths. This change is geared towards giving one character player significantly more bright dust than they earn today. That's dope. Uh, we're updating the bright That's how a robot goes, hmm. Yeah. That's like F in chat there, buddy. We're updating the bright Ingram to be more relevant than it is today. The earned bright Ingram in the season pass will be updated to include various year three eververse items previously sold for silver and bright dust and going forward that bright ingram will update each season to include eververse items from three plus seasons prior so we're putting it all how does that mean anything about bright dust whatever maybe Um, it's in the next paragraph because on behalf of all of us at bungie we hope that you and yours are safe and well we know that you could be doing anything with your time and i am and so many of you are spending it in our worlds but I'm not. Thanks and stay safe. See you soon, Luke Smith. And now back to your regularly scheduled twab. Bye. MR Luke Smith. Miss you. Love you. <laughs> I think the robot is biased. I don't like the robot anymore. Um so so it's good to see what they, they gave us the bright test, then they took away the bright test, then they're bringing back the bright test. So we're going back on that. I don't see how it's bringing back the bright test, though. It just said the bright Ingram is going to give us stuff from three or more years ago, but they didn't say anything about bright dust, unless they're going to let us dismantle these things for bright dust like they used to. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they've said nothing about it except, you know, the character-specific versus account-specific path. So me as a mainly one-character player will get more bright dust on there today, which really only comes from the weekly and the additional bounties I pick up because other than the, you know, 200 you get out of a hundred season pass levels, there's really no other source for it. Yeah. I mean, so, if you go around and you, you pick up all the bounties from Zavala, Shax, um, right. Which is, which is what I do. I usually, it's yeah, whatever just, activity I play, I'll load up on those extras. Cause that's the only way to get bright dust. Yeah. It's, you can get a lot if you go around to all your characters, which isn't a way, you know, a lot of people play. Yeah, because it's, it's then, you know, a huge time. You know, I know we broke it down in some past episode of, you know, the time commitment it would take to do all those bounties and the extra bounties on your second and third character and then just the brightness you get for it still wasn't... We didn't break it down. We just copied what somebody else did. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Talk about someone else's breakdown of here's the time and effort and how much brightness you get versus what we would get before by just breaking down chips and sparrows and having it just be a currency out in the world. So Yeah, man. It, I mean, I'm happy they're they're increasing the loot pool. I guess it'd be nice to you know it'd be nice to have some idea 
if there were some, I mean, I guess there's at least like emote protection, so you're not getting duplicate emotes and things, but I don't know. There, there comes a time where I'm just going, I don't need more things, but it's good to know that people came, that came into the game with new light and later will have the, you know, the option to get some of these things that they just couldn't get before. Cause they just aren't in the game anymore. I don't need more things. I do need more bright dust to get and, the things. That I no, I mean, I, I like that idea. I like the fact that you can, some of the things that I've missed over the last year, because I didn't have enough bright dust and I wasn't willing to pay X amount of silver. But, I mean, I do, I do sometimes purchase something Why with silver on your allowance. I don't yeah. But you know, and I, I've missed out, and it hasn't shown back up for that rotation. I've completely missed it for that season, and I like the fact that now with some of the end grounds, I'm getting drops from the beginning part of the year that I did miss out on those items. I mean, some of them are just legendary ships, but it just adds to my collection of oh yeah, you know, I missed that, and I, I've I've now collected it, and I like that. Yeah, it's nice to at least run out the collection, and every now and again you get one that looks nice, or or yeah. an emote that you did miss, and. And just you know, didn't catch up on. I think last night I went through the season pass because I hadn't picked up any of the bright engrams and a lot of the others. You know, like the material type stuff is I've just been le- leaving there. Yeah. So I, I picked you know picked up and cashed in like eleven or twelve of the bright engrams. Got a couple emotes, a couple ships, a couple sparrows I was missing. Some of them look nice enough to use. Most of them are going right into the to the hall of nothingness. But <laughs> yeah, it just you know, I, I don't even think about the bright engrams anymore. I go on and it's like, okay, this will be something dumb I don't need or care about. So. At least with the loot pool opened up, it'll you know go back to those things you missed. You get to have them, and again, all the new light folks who weren't here to get them to begin with, they'll be in the in the loot pool eventually. Yeah, the be there when. <laughs> well, the only thing that I do, Just kidding. The only thing that I I would like a bit more clarification on with bright engrams and what's actually coming back and what's actually not possibly never coming back is when they do sell something or they put it in the Eververse store, I would like them to you know, specifically state that this is a one-time thing. This is the only week that it's going to be up and you'll never see this item again because you know, some of the things in the Guardian games I've left because I'm thinking, now will that show up in an engram later on that I could just get at, you know, for just playing the game or is it something that's never going to show up again? And you know, right. I have used I've used my bright dust and got some of the things, but some of them are nice, but then they're, they're not stuff that I I want to kind of. I, I'm holding on to the bright dust because I'm thinking maybe there's something, you know, either next season or in the next rotation for the normal stuff for this season that I could then purchase that I do like the look of. So I'm I'm kind of quite hesitant about using my bright dust because I've not got X, you know, I've got loads and loads of it i've i've got a reasonable amount that i can purchase maybe an exotic ship or the three player emote things like that because they do ramp up in price depending on what it is and you know i i hold on to it thinking do i really want to i mean shaders i'll buy the shaders because i like to just have all the shaders yeah i have to have them available it's important but yeah yeah, i'd like i'd like a bit more clarification what's actually staying and or what actually would never come back again. Yeah. And some of it is, I just, I always wonder just how much, how much Bungie knows or is planned out. Like all the, like all the, you know, the faction rally stuff was just out of the game for years. And now it's finally back in the loophole again. It's like, Oh yeah, we have these emotes and things. We should put those back in at some point. I wonder if there's like a master plan behind that, or if it's just a, Hey, we should get around to doing that kind of thing. And again, you know, balancing the, you had to be here when with just it's in the game, put it in the game. Well, there no, were those good. emotes that you had to be there when. Do you remember? I think it was year one of Destiny 2, and there was like 
four or five exotic emotes. There was the one with the sweeping. There was the shooting, oh, the, shooting the, the gods. Yeah, shooting the battle bottles, things like that that went away. That you could you could only get them the one time in the rotation, and then they brought back alternate versions of them. Like the broom had a different color on it, but you mm-hmm. had to purchase those via silver to get those each week for about three weeks. And they weren't they weren't the full range, but they were a selected range of them. But they had different colors to show that they were not the originals, but still things. They've never come back. Which I still again. think was kind of scummy, right? It's not their fault that they weren't here at the time or that they didn't have enough bright dust at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So why'd they have to make it a, a different color just to show, ha ha, I got the broom too. And then everyone was like, ha, yeah, but it's not the real one, uh, loser. You know, I, it, it, it kind of feels like you're calling out the kid in class that just didn't have enough money. No, but I, I, see their, I see their reasoning that they wanted to try and give other people a chance to get these items, but maybe have them back on a rotation so today i learned there's emotes of brooms of different colors in the game you didn't <laughs> yes. know that no n- not at all yeah no all, not all really of the our details year, not all of our year one emotes <laughs> but a lot of our year one emotes were uh were brought back in a hmm. different year yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that i remember and i remember even when i of the you know like the best of or you know select ones will come back thing and but yeah i i couldn't have told you they were different colors were yeah and what i'd like from the ornaments is that some of the ornaments that were available for i believe it was crucible and i remember andy specifically going out and getting sniper kills um to unlock a i think it was a, a hunter gauntlet piece so he had the full set for crucible the next season i think each season they did a different armor piece that you had to do like X number of kills with a sniper rifle sidearm to unlock. And it was across all classes. But some of the things I was just like, I, I can't be bothered. You know, it, it was like 400 sniper kills in that season. I'm thinking, I don't play Crucible enough to get 400 sniper kills because <laughs> I don't use snipers that often. But I remember Andy actually went out and, and did that. But it would be a nice thing for some of those things to come back that you could go to Shacks and pick up, say, a bounty to do that to get that universal armor piece and not just have it restricted to that season Uh, the reason being i've got a helmet i've got a chest piece i've got boots and i've got a class item from i think it was season three and the only thing that i was missing is the gauntlets now for people like me they do that in eververse that you can buy a reduced rate of the the item that you're missing just to fill out your uh, collection I'd like the same kind of thing that, you know, to pick up a bounty and be able to earn that item back again. Say, if I pick up the bounty or a quest step, that I have to get 400 kills with a sniper in Crucible, but not have it restricted to that season. That'd be nice to get that item. It, that's if I've got, like, you know, one of that particular set. So it's not like they're saying that because I wasn't there in that season, because I was there in that season, it would be nice to then round out the collection kind of thing do you understand what i'm saying so it's not yeah so you you know i was there when it's just that i missed out because i didn't play that specific game mode and got those specific kills at that time that'd be nice to see yeah it's a lot of back-end stuff though i guess yeah Yeah. just give it it to me for free you know i'm i'm not picky yeah. <laughs> you do have to store it in your vault though, so you're gonna need more vault space in order to store all these things. Yeah. No, it's a universal ornament. And and I almost wonder if part of their back and forth 
is, yeah, we could give you all this stuff, but there's nowhere for you to put it anyway. Oh, also, I forgot to mention to you, transmogification is, it is basically just changing the way something looks. But the difference between transmog and a um, and an ornament is a transmog is a physical item that you have to turn into said ornament. So there's probably going to be something in game that says, oh yeah, you want to make this piece of armor an ornament? You lose that piece of armor forever. And then you then get it as a uh, as, as, as an ornament, right? So that's how transmog work. You're transforming something physical into something that you can put on something else. I love the fact that I asked you knowing full well that you knew something about transmogification and it's taking you this amount of time to actually get around to answering that. Because what you just said triggered it in my head. <laughs> so <laughs> who's Luke Smith again? Luke Smith is a writer. <laughs> I hate you. Like Ray's brother. So I figured out what Cora Ray's gonna be doing going forward. She'll be the the transmog lady. Go down and see her and uh, transmog all your gear. And, actually, uh, yeah. yeah, actually, since, I would. I, that, I mean, that since, would be a really good thing. Since for she built Stargate, she's kind of been. I, I I've run by her a time or two, but I basically have ignored her for the last two seasons. So she must be really down. The there. only thing she does is get in my way whenever I'm trying to leave Hawthorne. <laughs> you mean the bird? Do you know the bird's name? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You mean Lewis. the bird? Yes, the it's bird. Lewis. What is the it's bird's Lewis. name? Its name Lewis. is Tony. It's <laughs> Lewis. General General Bird? Lewis. General Bird, yeah. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the detail guy, remember? Yeah. I'm still embarrassed about that. <laughs> I was honest. I was honestly expecting hate mail about. Oh, you're no longer our leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you didn't remember the chicken's name, and I was just like, oh yeah. I was expecting it, and to be honest, it was well deserved. Had I received hate mail, I wouldn't even been mad at it. I was like, no, no, it's. I went on this whole thing trying to make him feel like an ass, and I was being the ass the whole time. I totally deserved it. Yeah. Nobody did. So, hey, thank you. They love you. Second chances and all that. They love you. I guess they'd have to <laughs> to listen to the show. <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah, before we move on to the next part of the twelve, there's something that I I found quite interesting. There was a video from Say No to Rage this week, which was entitled "We Are Not Prepared," and this was based off of a tweet that I believe King Gathalion sent out, saying that he was ex he was you know really excited for what's coming up in September because he really enjoys the downtime of the summer to then get back into the swing of playing Destiny when there's you know a new expansion. And Luke Smith, the game director, tweeted back to him, basically telling right. him that he's not prepared for what is next, which then sparked off quite a few tweets between, I think there was Say No to Rage, there was Luke Smith, and Paul Tassie from Forbes wrote a big article on it explaining what it all kind of means because Luke Smith's actual reference to, uh, you know, you are not prepared was apparently uttered by Illidan Stormrage in World of Warcraft, which is one of these games that Luke Smith played a long time ago and was Are really invested. you've never in. played it? I've never played it, no. Ditto. What? Honestly, y'all are missing out. Y'all are really missing out. Both the original game and then all the mods that came in after the fact. 
if I had so if missing those, out, if those came out when I was young. You know, you know, remember back in the gaming history in the country and the no internet. If those came out when I was young and I had internet and time to play them, that's what I would be doing. See, yeah. right now you I play the you same. You didn't have to have internet for that Destiny. game. Yeah, it kind of feels like you do, though. I feel like <laughs> an MMO. It, it would it would be no, at the time. The M. So it was just a MO to start with. It was just a MO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so apparently that had an offline mode. Well, yeah, War- Warcraft I've played, but I've never played the the world of just the oh world. Oh, pfft, I didn't hear the world of. <laughs> yeah, world, world world of Warcraft. Wow. Yeah, I, wow. I, play, I yeah. played I played and I played on the wo but I never played Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard. I just heard Warcraft. I didn't hear the world up. Good job, buddy. You never played it? First time listener, long time caller. (laughs) First time caller, long time caller. Yeah, so uh, basically, Paul Tassi, who's written this article for Forbes, goes on to saying that it it could possibly be meant as a meme, but it probably has more reference from World of Warcraft with the, the way that the game is possibly shaping up to be. He says that I think we have to look at what actually happened in the Burning Crusades, which is the following. The expansion's name refers to the return of the Burning Legion, a vast army of demons being one of the main reoccurring antagonist forces in the Warcraft universe, and whose last invasion was defeat in Warcraft 3, Reign of Chaos. This legion and its allies are the main enemy for which players will fight against in the Burning Crusades. In addition, some new areas of Azeroth. This expansion mainly features the ravaged world of Outland, which the Burning Legion and other powerful beings control. The Doom Lord Kazak reopened the Dark Portal to Outland, flooding Azeroth with ravenous demons of the Burning Legion. So we have the return of antagonist forces that have attacked before, a vast army of demons invading the world, and old ideas, I'm sorry, old areas being ravaged on the map due to the invasion. I think you had it right the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old ideas being ravaged in the world due to the invasion. So maybe the pyramid ship on the moon will be a thing. Maybe maybe we're gonna tie up some plot holes. Maybe we're gonna remember there's a plot. Maybe, maybe it'd be like you know, spoiler alert for Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Maybe it's a bit like the Emperor's ships under the ice, that they, they slowly come out of the ice. It's a bit like the Pyramid ship will slowly start to come alive and break open the moon and just destroy the keep as it comes up. And we that expansion's gone. You can't play it anymore. So oh, you're the editor, and I'm not going to call you out on anything, but normally no. when people say spoiler alert, they give more than 0.5 seconds for the person to pause before said spoiler alert. There, there will be a pause in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. It'll be a bit later. So I will link the article and I will link the Say No to Rage video because they're quite interesting because he has a different opinion or similar opinions to what Paul Tassi was saying. But I was just going to get your guys' views on possibly what could happen. Do you think this is something like we had with Destiny 1 where we open up a different part of the EDZ or do we lose the EDZ completely and maybe return to... The Cosmodrome, or is the Cosmodrome then 
brought back into Destiny 2, and we have... A- no, they already yeah. said the Cosmodrome is never coming back. They've specifically stated that. Although they've specifically stated many, many things that they've completely lied about, so I don't know how much I trust them in regards to that, but they have stated the Cosmodrome is never coming back. Do you think the um, Leviathan is going to eat Nessus, or is it, or is it Mercury or some another planet? Do you think it's just going to carry on going? Or they're now think, with trials. I, I, I think, think one of them have to disappear because they're going to be adding what Saturn or one of Saturn's moons. Something. Like yeah, that. I mean, we we had that kind of leak, didn't we, of the the, the flying down to the uh, the dreadnought, didn't we, from Destiny One, which was yeah. a cutscene that was leaked into Destiny Two, and they said, "Oh no, no, this isn't meant to be there." Yeah, but possibly no, that no, could no. be there. But no, I mean, the pyramid ships are coming past Saturn, right? So, I mean, one would think if, we, if we're going to engage them, we want to engage them before they get to Earth. Just saying, tactical mm. advantage. You know, you don't want to fight a war on your front porch. So meet them at one of the planets or one of the planet's moons between us and them. Now, we can't meet, obviously, on Saturn because if Bungie makes Saturn a playable area and just ignores the fact that Saturn doesn't have any physical rock <laughs> you know then you know call him bs but the point is is you know one of saturn's moons or whatever you know okay you, you don't want to fight on the home front that's, that's i mean we, we they've always teased haven't they from destiny one europa which was i believe one of saturn's moons is that right it's saturn or titan yeah, one of I'm, a, I'm having a hard time remembering which one is which parody's probably quickly looking it up for us probably but yeah so they still i think they've got the designs for that play area. Did look, I say Saturn or Titan? Saturn or Jupiter? That's what I meant to say. Look, you can say any planet, and I'm just listening to you because I can't remember. No, yeah. it's 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 uh, one of the larger planets. It's Saturn or Jupiter. Yeah, it's one. It's one of the yeah, Europa is one of the 79 known moons of Jupiter. There you go. So really, we could just you know hang out in the 79 moons of Jupiter, and that could be the entire entire playable game as it is Destiny Three, all on Jupiter, all on moons. <laughs> no, because not all of them you can. No, it'll be, we'll, we'll, we have robots. We'll fix that. It'll be fine. Do we think that we're going to lose like a playable area space? Do you think yes, that something's going to disappear from the game? Something needs to. I mean, something, it has to, right? And my guess is hopefully Mercury. What? I, huh? What? <laughs> I, no, I think, I, no, but I agree with you. Maybe something like that we actually do lose, lose planets or or we lose access to a certain area. Those things are still in the game, but only portions of those things are still in the game via like replayable missions, replayable strikes. But I think what they, they could do as in with um, like the X-Men's Danger Room, you could have Ikora have like she did with her meditations that you could, that's how you kind of replay strikes over and over again with different modifiers and different things. So that that kind of improves that part of the game of, you know, this is the reason why you've still got Cade's dialogue because it's just a recording of what actually happened and it's kind of a training thing. So these strikes aren't the original strike. It's just this is the training thing. So we we actually lose the destination, but we still retain some of the things going forward, if you see what I mean. So we we, we may not be able to access Mercury, but we could go there for the lighthouse. We can go there for the um, strikes that had been recorded kind of thing but either way man something's got to go because the game can't just keep growing because the bigger the game gets 
the more glitches we're going to have, the more problems we're going to see, and the harder it's going to be to fix. So something's got to go. It is so this is, we think it's going to kind of be something similar to the Destiny 1 to Destiny 2, the tower's blown away, you've got to kind of restart again, but not us as as players, more of the game is kind of ripped apart and, and destroyed. Something, so to yeah. kind of restrict those areas. So, you know, maybe the EDZ isn't as big because, you know, there's a bloody big ship that's crashed and destroyed half of the, you know, it's a big crater. You can't go there anymore in um, doing just like, yeah. Patrol. Patrol activity. That's the word, patrols. So, yeah, so th there is a reason why you can't go there. You know, that whole thing's kind of wiped out. Would I mean, I'm not a game programmer or anything else. Would that kind of help restrict some of the access or the, the amount of memory that is needed for the game. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then, uh, every aspect of the game has to be stored somewhere. And the bigger the game gets, the larger the storage gets. Right. I mean, like, wasn't it you the other day that console. said the game's already 90 gigs? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking to, I was talking to Detrick because he's having Destiny. I was like, well, here's some things you can try. I was like, all else fails. Delete it off your, you know, local Xbox or redownload. He's like, no, that's 140 gigs. I have to redownload now. Yeah, yeah, of, of like you know that and the expansions and everything. Else. So I had to do that recently on one of my my original Xbox X or Xbox. And, and how big was it when one, we first downloaded? It was 40 or 60, right? I don't know, something like that. I mean, something significantly smaller. But yeah, I mean, each of these updates, you know, 10 gigs, 20 gigs here, it takes a while, but and mm -hmm. just you know, grows and grows. But I keep thinking, you know, with their, you know. The two versions of Gambit and the Reckoning, you know, they've said, you know, one of these is going to go away. I just yeah, wonder with well, yeah. the whole with the whole nine and the whole like that. I know it's not like like one area exactly, but like that whole like nine, like with the the, the white maps. I don't know what that area is called. Like, like you know, where you go into Reckoning, yeah, and you, no. you the area, the nine. area, yeah, yeah. But that whole thing, I almost wonder if there's some tie in there where like the nine kind of you know, phase out or go away and we lose like say just for the sake of argument reckoning in Gambit Prime and just that whole play space like that crucible map goes away, the whole, you know, lighthouse area, you know, maybe change you know, where the lighthouse is now, but like the old lighthouse sort of that whole thing goes away and there's some I, I don't know enough if there's like a lore tie in or a story tie in with like with that with that with going the away and the gambit going away with some other location being tied to that and also going away or changing drastically with that. Well, there's there's a lot of lore regarding the lighthouse and how the lighthouse is tied directly to life and death of guardians and permadeath, but that's too much to get into right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if there's some if there's some gambit, you know, gambit drifter tie-in of, you know, or the you know, the drifter packs up and says, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to head out for you know, 6 months to a year, you know, a couple seasons and we lose we lose all of gambit, we lose Reckoning, we lose you know anything tied to that, Jan. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Bring it back as a refresh thing, like they did with Trials, as a refined and honed thing that you know you can get x all the x amount of rewards from just this one game mode, and it's it's more honed. Right. Yeah, that's what my thinking is. Maybe we don't lose a we, we don't lose a playable. We don't location. have Gambit. We don't have but, Gambit Prime. We don't have the Reckoning. We just we lose. get Gambit Ultra. <laughs> limited gambit 10k yeah maybe yeah taking taking that out for you know six months to a year whatever the the cycle is and then you know bringing it back as it's whatever its refined form is going to be versus yeah. losing a physical play space but yeah i don't know that's sort of my my line of thinking 
I mean, not what, a bad way to get happen? Is there is there anything really tied to the tangled shore that we, if that went away and the spider had to rehome to maybe the dreaming city or somewhere else, I can't, I can't actually put any put anything. Yeah, you know, this no, just, doesn't yeah. The, the, the actors in those spaces matter, but not the space itself. As far as I said, I'm, I'm thinking back on lore and the actors in that space, like Morisov and and all those, they they play huge parts later. But no, that's the dreaming I don't city. Think but I'm saying, the space. oh, wait, I'm what saying, did you say? Yeah, just the Tangle Shore yeah. is quite a big area, and there's that big area at the back that when you first start and you land oh. at the Tangle Shore, you have to run across that vast space just to get to the lifts to get to the, the big area that you kind of zone into where Spider is now. So there's quite a big area that is being used that you don't use that much anymore. You know, we go to Spider, we maybe go up to the left to the Hive, or we go up to the other side, we you know, Transmat to where the Cabal are. Or we go up through the elevator and, and go to that that fallen and scorn area. There's kind of the the three areas that you kind of go to. But is it a playable space that that could be reutilized? You know, if if that's completely wiped out, there's an issue that you can't go to the tangled shore anymore. Apart from, like I said, doing story missions and and um, strikes are reinvented. Mm-hmm. I think that would be quite a big area. Yeah, that's yeah. Because like, there's no, there's no raid tied to it. There's no anything else directly tied to it. Just the just the whole barren Aside from story. The, line, the only reason we even go there is spider, and we can move the spider to the to somewhere right. else. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. spiders have to. He and Varix could go set up shop somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, spider, spider dug else. out some hole in, in the last city, way down in the depths of who knows where, and he just kind of hangs out like the drifter, I guess. I yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to think. I was trying to think: is there anything that doesn't really have any, yeah, you know, like there's no, there's no raid, there's no end game activity tied to it that we, you know, could then theoretically lose. But yeah, the, the Tangled Shore, there's, you go there for Spider, and that's really it. Yeah, pretty and missions you could put back in as strikes if you wanted to keep that content, but yeah, that, there's not really anything there. And and as the story mode, you could keep it in as a story mode, right? And for the for the guys that buy that DLC, it's there. But once they're done with that story mode, it just it gets replaced. You know, they go they go through the story mode, for example, right? Like and let's say Spider has something to do with the, with the Shadow People, and you know they destroy the Tangled Shore, and Spider has to move as part of the storyline. You know, it doesn't have to stay there, even if it's part of the storyline. They can keep it there until the storyline is over, and then it goes away. Yeah, and, and there, there's no, ex- I don't think there's any exotics or any quests or anything tied to any of that Baron content. You can more or less just be like, all right, the Barons are gone. You know, you've hunted them down a trillion times. Yeah, and take the whole thing out and just remove that entire part of the game. I don't think I would really miss it. I mean, yeah, and it's not tied up. I can't think of it being tied to anything bigger or any end game or any. As long as we get to keep time like that. You know, yeah, I mean, we can, again, it can move Spider somewhere else. He can go hang out with, you know, make him a tower vendor, make move him somewhere else to do to do the materials exchange. Yeah. Oh, you've also got like I think there's the wish ender quest that you need to go to that. Um, um, totem oh, yeah. Part. But I mean, that could be something that's just selectable on a map. Totem. You know, go visit Totem. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. Like on the Dreaming City, there's a like they did with the. Um, 
with some of the with the whisper of the worm you know you just go over and select it and you can go to that mission you don't need to go to that location and then load into it and i suppose you've got the same thing with the farm you don't need to go to the farm let's take that out of the game holy crap yeah we don't need the farm at all once you get past that initial part man it is entirely oh we do access we we access uh the thing from the farm though the uh yeah, that, that one thing with... Was it Varix or was the it... Exotic. No, no that was the... uh, Mithrax. Mithrax, yeah. You've yes. got Mithrax down in the basement. You've got the Engram lady that was from the um, Iron Tower in Destiny 1 over in the corner. But apart from those two NPCs, you've got no, no other reason to visit there. Because I, I believe she's like, is it the Drang and Sturm quest? Yeah, well, the farm, the farm I feel like they'd be less likely to move unless they're doing something more with the EDZ. Part of the EDZ is inaccessible. That gives you a reason to re, you know, redo the EDZ, but I don't know if they would do that just as a one-off, like, hey, let's just take the farm out. Well, I mean, cool. every, now that we're thinking about it, everything that's in the game right now is tied to a certain point in the storyline, right? Because I was thinking about it as you were bringing up the farm and whatnot. Everything is part of the storyline. We don't have a single planet that isn't tied to the storyline somehow. Except, wait, hold on, Titan. <laughs> Honestly Wait. speaking, is Titan really tied to anything? Uh, that's what I was trying to think too. I don't. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's a little, like seven thing in the storyline, whatever. But I don't think there's any actually like there's no like like I, I I'm trying to think of like you that's know, side quest storyline, main yeah. quest storyline. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, or even or even end game. Huh. I can think of. Okay, bye, Titan. <laughs> the, the problem is that you you want new light players or new players to come into the game and experience the full destiny and that's nah, the, you had to be that, there when bro sorry that's the problem isn't it that if they're trying to do the story from like right, right yeah i mean red region is it's still got to be in the game hasn't it it's the game point. was bigger well we used to have two extra planets at one point <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? About what they're going to do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm having a laugh at myself. I mean, back in the day, it used to be, you know, one disc, you load up, that disc would play that part of the game. You'd then get to the end, it'd say insert disc two, and you'd then move on to the second part. Uh, I don't know why they can't do that. Playing MMO RPG type thing, not MMO, but RPGs. Look at you, man. Yeah. Multi disc systems. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, I mean that would be another easy one. You know, the Titan, the Moon of Saturn. There goes Titan. Especially if you want to bring in Europa. Hey, you know, we lost Titan. We fall back to Europa. Here's where the storyline picks up. Because yeah, there's nothing really. I'm sure someone like, oh, Titan... the other. But yeah, there's nothing really tied to that. Again, no, no end game, no raid, no nothing else. You're, we're losing if Titan goes away. I mean, what would what would be stopping them from actually doing that? Basically, having two versions. Of the same game, okay, yeah, but not, not so you, you, you have Destiny the, 2 up until this point come September, and then you have Expansion X, which starts in September, which has access to certain points of Destiny 2, like the Crucible, Gambit, Strikes, and things like that. But the, the story missions and the things that are in Destiny 2 kind of stop at that point, and then you move over and play into Destiny Expansion X if you want to continue that story, but you still have access to the, the core elements of Destiny 2, which then means that you still have people that can play on the Destiny 2 original game 
that can cross over and play Crucible, Gambit, and Strikes to a certain point. But you have to own both parts. So what you're actually... saying now is for Destiny to split up its current game in the yeah. future. So you you, you that would is have a to buy mental undertaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and honestly, but I think it's technically like owning owning three. Sorry, right? Yeah, but then, but then they're still now maintaining two different versions of the same game, as yeah. well as the new IP they're developing, as well as building new stuff for whether it be Destiny Two Year Four, Five, Six, or Destiny Three, or whatever they're calling it. You know, I think I think at some point it's just to be it's just going to be Destiny or Destiny Forever, or we're going to stop seeing like you know Destiny One, Two, Three, Four. It's going to be just destiny as an evolving game and it's just going to change you know every year or two it will become a new game as a no, but you, you say that you you wouldn't necessarily need to keep altering stuff in the original say the original destiny 2 i mean maybe like the weapons i mean they say that they can tune weapons and an armor separately that's fine because that would work then work but they across both don't. games no but you know what i mean it would if it's the same structure of the way they've built the games that the armor and the weapons work on both platforms or both game modes so that accessing crucible you would need to access like the hub for crucible which means both versions of that game can then access it if you see what uh, I mean. you were breaking up a lot for me so i can sorry see what i heard so what you mean. yeah so you've got destiny 2 and you've got expansion x and mm -hmm. on both of those They've got the same access point to Gambit, Crucible, Strikes, anything else that is multiplayer, right? I mean, I wouldn't mind Crucible being out of the game entirely. But you know what I mean. So <laughs> you can still use guns and armor across both or all game modes. But as a so story... So your save thing, data progresses the two games. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's okay. a bit like what they did with when you used to play on the 360 and the xbox one if you did something on the 360 like you've got a, an armor piece or a weapon you could then just load up your xbox one and it would be there as well because it it had that kind of cross save part of it i mean what's from stopping them from doing i mean like, i was gonna say we already have the cross saving yeah in the works right now so i know it, it would it's it sounds really weird but then that way they could then say right destiny 2 up to the end of shadow keep expansions is x amount of 100 gig and then going forward destiny x would be like 40 gig to download but it is a, a See, continuation of that to, game trying to keep all of the content and i totally respect that but it's it's not going to happen that re that would require an enormous amount of programming just just to separate them and on top of that i mean like 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 parody said they'd be maintaining more than one version of the same game essentially right so I see where you're but going. What's, it, what's just, the difference from when they, they what's the difference from when they, they have like the different consoles at the moment and they push a patch out to all the consoles and it yeah, affects but each one of those different consoles would have to have two versions of the same game. Right. Doubling, no, they, doubling they would, the that. Because it's the it's the same coding for that game. I'm saying I'm not saying change any coding uh, or anything like that. It, no, it, it, you're it separating is, them, which means you'd have to have teams for each each rendition. And you're and you're gonna see bugs in one and not bugs on the other. It's gonna yeah. be two different code bases. Even even if it's the same thing, even if it's two copies of you know, two copies of the same file, so to speak, it's still two copies of the same file interacting with different things, different variables. 
Yeah. It, it's, it, it's in their best interest just to remove, you know, the game can grow and grow and grow, but at some point you have to put a limit on what you're actively supporting. What's, what's out there in the world. You know, you, you've got to take some stuff away or, or then as you build new content, you know, you run into the problem you had before with the power creep. Okay. We've built these super powerful guns, but how do the super powerful guns work in every single engagement, every single activity and every single thing, like the reckoning problem that we talked about mm. where reckoning broke all of the, all of the rules of destiny. Cause at that point we could shoot forever and be invulnerable. So they had to bring in the stomp mechanics and the sniper and, you know, all these things to try to bring us back down to, to make the game some sort of a challenge, which whether that's what you want or not is a moot point, you know, it's, it's, it isn't, but you know, you end up being, you know, you build the player into a super god. You then have to give the player more and more and more challenges. <laughs> well, then, you, you didn't just say god; you said super god, right? Because that's what we were. I mean, we're inv- invulnerable machines that can shoot forever, and you, you're now trying to build a game around that being a thing, that being a variable you have to plan for. Mm. You know, I'd much rather have a game where you, you know, just the more they bring in, the more they have to balance. All- all of this because destiny is a whole giant game where there's PVE, PVP and raid content. This content, that content, it all has to work in the same sandbox, more or less. A literal solar system full of stuff. Yeah. Would it work in the same idea as say like the Fortnite model where you have a PVP area? Did you you just say the F word? Yeah. Then Uh. you have PVP area that you load into with all your weapons and things. And then you have the PVE area. Would that then kind of be able to separate the two different Wait, modes? Before we move forward, what? If if Bungie actually Fortnite has it, a PVE, yeah, 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 that's how I started playing Fortnite. That's why I bought it because it, it was a what? whole. It, there was a whole like tower defense, base building. You upgrade your base, you survive a wave. You upgrade your base, you survive a wave. Before, you know, kill them all giant lobbies took off and that's what the game basically became yeah yeah like like if just i've only ever known the fact that it had a pvp i did color me surprised man well that's what but yeah that would solve a lot of the problems if it or even if they just tuned if they just said like hey like or even just here's a here's a a version you know here's a subset of the weapons or whatever that would work or here's you know if they tune them in two different ways if there's like a pve and a pvp tuning like they did a little bit with the hard light. They said, okay, in PVP, these things are going to play this way. In PVE, it's going to play that way. Yes, it's more work, but it's also, it would make a better experience for everyone. But it's also a huge amount of work to put that into the game. So yeah, in a year, you know, you know, you know, a year down the road or whatever, if they say, hey, we're going to break these down to where we can tune them, not just, you know, per per weapon, but, you know, per activity, that would that would allow them to do a lot of this or saying hey like certain things you know don't work this way or certain perks are disabled in this but you know there's an infra you can do that with an infrastructure you just have to first build in that infrastructure into the game which you know it takes a long time because it's underlying game mechanics you have to change and and build in and then test Hmm. well that's what i'm thinking because when you actually load up the Fortnite game, you get a choice of uh, either going to the pve section or the pvp and then it loads again so that's what I'm thinking maybe would work for Destiny's that you know you could you could just load into PVE activities or then go back to the main menu and then load into PVP activities. I know it would, that would kind of break some people's immersion of flying in and out of different My things. Immersion. But it would yeah. I 
that would then free up space. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's all a lot of problems too, because it's, I mean, there really isn't, there is no crossover. I mean, I mean, the only, the only crossover again being Gambit. All right. All right. All right. Which take Gambit out of the rotation for a while or just say, hey, you know. Gambit's not a crossover, it's a combination. Well, right, right. Well, I mean, combination. I mean, it's the only thing where PvE and PvP mechanics going on at the same time. Yeah. It is, isn't a straight PvE or PvP activity. A crossover okay. would be like if, if, if Shaxx and, you know, the Drifter were calling crap out, you know, or I don't know, some. A combination and a crossover are two different things. I know how they're different. I just can't explain how they're different. Delightful! Okay, so what I've got from this, and probably what everybody else listening to this is, this is going to be complicated. We don't understand until they tell us. (laughs) If you take nothing else away from this, games are hard. We don't know what we're talking about. And games are hard. No, no, no. We fixed a few things for, for Bungie over the last couple of weeks. Just that we don't know how to fix this problem as yet. Although we we do, you know, but yeah. but maybe not in a technical way. I'm just saying, you know, take pot A, then put pot A there, pot B, stick it right over there, and somehow they kind of gel together. You know, that's that's <laughs> yeah, but that's how games work, right? Just just like Dim, you you basically develop a video game like Dim. Just just grab the drifter, move them over there, take Gambit to that side. Yeah, drag and drop. A bit like Sims. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just turn Destiny 2 into this? No. Yeah. No. So I'll, yeah, well, I won't have it. I will link the video um, and article for anybody else to check out. And then you can decide and let us know where we went wrong. Um, by talking? Probably. <laughs> by trying so to fix yeah, all the problems. Right. See, so you had everything up until you woke up. So we're nearing the finish line regarding games the Titans have won. Who cares? Moving on. More importantly, though, we've given piles of money as a community. We have, of course, blown past the $700,000 Guardians Heart Direct Relief Fund. And and as of this recording, we're at $766,909.03. Nice. you know, three quarters of a million dollars. Who's donating pennies? Uh, somebody, somebody who's like, I'm going to give you 20 bucks and three cents because yeah, right? that's how I roll. That's and, all I have in my bank. Or maybe, no, maybe it's the conversion rate for when I donate $20. It's not exactly ah. 20 pounds over here. It, it's oh, There you go. Mm-hmm. So I was it, it could be the conversion. That really felt strongly about no, the cause. It's, it's the conversion. Popped open his piggy bank and begged his mom to donate or something. And there's, uh, yeah, and there's, again, it's it's still going on till the, till the 12th of May. So three more days of this recording, uh, likely the day after this recording comes out. So if you hear this now and you've somehow been living under a rock and you haven't gotten your Guardian's Heart emblem and you want to throw a little money toward a good cause, do that. Right there. That's what I took from that. That's what you're hearing. That's what I'm saying. Go do it. If you want to hunt down uh, Jarv and our very own host, Houndish, May 11th, 10 a.m., Xbox on the UK, hunt them down. So that's uh, Monday Monday morning, if you're you know sheltering in place, hanging out in the UK at home, 10 a.m. on the Xbox, go hunt down Jarvin Houndish. 6 p.m. in the UK. So Night Demon, at least if he had donated in this moment, 16 pound, 12 sterling? No, 16 Probably. pound sterling? It's uh, something like that. 16 pound, 12 pence, whatever, whatever your currencies are. Yeah, whatever it was at the time. 
Yeah. So, and Andy, unfortunately, poor Andy and uh, Sammy down there would have had to put in thirty dollars and sixty cents in Australian dollars to get twenty American dollars. <laughs> so, change trades are fun. Yeah, but he gets paid more than everybody else, so swings in roundabouts. Who does? No one. Yeah, it's Australian money, though. It doesn't really matter. All right. Moving on. The Iron Finale. Next week is the last week of Iron Banner. For this season, anyway. So Lord Saladin will return to the Tower, posting his final Iron Banner. If you dig 6v6 power-enabled combat, this is your time to shine. So this is my time to shine, if I can get on to play. If you haven't had the opportunity to get your bow yet, it's your pinnacle, whatever it is. Is it pinnacle? It's your point of the stag pursuit bow. Pursuit. Oh, no, it's Sorry. not a pinnacle. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pursuit weapon. You should pursue it. Mm. You should, this is your respawn. This is your aspirational weapon. You should aspire to have this bow that still will not have I am getting it, but that means I have to play iron banana. Yeah. And, I will take yeah. you in and hold your hand. We can play together. I'll look after you. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you so that you can shoot them. <laughs> maybe maybe you'll fall in love with your new bow friend. Yeah. So yeah, just I'm as a reminder like for anybody, remember that this is the last week to get your Iron Remembrance armor set, your cast iron emblem, and your Iron Presser shader, plus any of the triumphs that go along with Iron Banner for this season. And don't forget, you can get pinnacle rewards from each bounty for, you know, powerful rewards to progress to 1010 so that's good as well and also something i just want to remind people is that when you do turn in the packages you do have a chance to get enhanced armor mods so you have the enhanced sniper aim enhanced unflinching things like that all the enhanced mods come from doing like your nightfall high tier and your iron banner but the iron banner ones are a little bit easier to get because all you have to do is turn in packages and they drop from the packages as well so that's something i completely forgot about the last two times but yeah so you can get some of the new because they they put a load of new ones into the rotation for some reason they restricted some of the enhanced armor mods over the last year and then they suddenly went oh yeah people might want an enhanced fusion unflinching mod so yes all the new ones that are in if you look under your collections, there's like a whole grayed out section of different mods that are enhanced that you can now get from turning in Iron Banner packages. So before you can turn those in, you still have to complete that dumbass initial quest, right? You do have to do the dumbass initial quest for each character, but you get the bow alongside for each character. So you can pick up three bows, one for each. And then you have to store three bows, and then you then you have a pile of bows. In I your... definitely don't need three bows. One is enough. Yeah. So if you are sitting on the pile of Iron Banner tokens, going, "What am I going to throw them in? Get some advanced, you know, take your take your chance at the slot machine of of enhanced uh, mods." Or just don't play the Iron Banana until they change it, so that you don't have to do a dumbass quest just to turn in tokens. Mm-hmm. I've got so many tokens I haven't even turned in because of that stupid ass quest. I gotta have like three, four hundred tokens, something like that. Just I, I I never finish a quest. I get the tokens. I don't finish the quest. Not even. It's not a lot of tokens. You need you need more tokens, sir. <laughs> it doesn't do me any good if I don't complete the daggum quest, man. Just I know what you're thinking. Complete the daggum quest, but I really don't want to. Shoot shoot people. Get token. Put token into man. Get things for man. Shoot people again. Run over here. Shoot the lads. Run over there. Shoot the lads. 
It's a game about shooting lads. Can I just what, why? Now why it's time for Peardy's butt bashing report. It is, but as one gentle reminder, Iron Maiden runs from reset on Tuesday to reset on Tuesday, May twelfth to May nineteenth. We are. We are going to bash Bug now. Time for Peardy's butt bashing report. The, more the robot is getting impatient. We we could go over here and talk about Time something else. Bashing report. I, I, I'm just waiting for the remix of that. So uh, yeah, we we have a bug bashing report because the only good bug is a dead bug, and service bug report. Service guarantees citizenship, guardians. So there is a small fire team XP buff. So fire teams who play together stay together, which is why it's important to reward them for their dedication. So Bungie has identified a, an issue with the season pass small fire team XP buff. They say an issue has been identified with a fix in progress where a small amount of season pass small fire team XP boosts aren't always applied to players appropriately. The regular XP boosts are an impacted. Stay tuned for our This Week in Bungie post. With more information, here's where we are now. Do they need some tissues for their issues? They do. They do need some tissues for their issues. Damn it. They have concluded, in the worst case scenario, this issue is unlikely to have impacted players more than a single season pass rank. We expect the fix to be deployed in patch 2.8.1.2 on May 19th, so after Iron Banner. So basically, we have lots to talk about error codes this week. So if you've if you're seeing Anteater, Beaver, Rabbit, Newt, and Watercress error codes, they've actually set up a dedicated support forum for the Watercress error code that they're looking into, and they might have found a solution because I saw Bungie help tweeted. We're working with our partners at Xbox. We've implemented a potential fix for the Watercress issue. We're still monitoring the situation. Xbox players still receiving the watercress or start seeing it again should report it. And they have linked a dedicated watercress forum that if you go to Bungie helps, Twitter, twitter.com slash Bungie help, they've linked to and set up. So after May 8th, yesterday on Friday, they pushed a patch over this with Xbox, which should decrease the watercress errors you're seeing. And they have a a forum link about all of the, uh, you know, basically the in-depth of all of the different errors they are looking into and how they're, addressing it and they've pushed a patch for playstation and now they've pushed one for xbox they're hoping this fix is gonna be permanent but you know it's a wait and see so that's watercress and newt um and again the same thing if you're seeing these errors they're trying to get more information on them go to the help forum they have dedicated forums set up for each of these errors any information you can provide is helpful to help them get these fixed and as far as our other known issues go it's very titan centric this week so the Warlocks... That makes right. no sense. Titans, Warlocks. Yeah. Well, it's very Titan-centric, but we're going to start with the Warlock. <laughs> the Warlord's End perk on Felwinter's Helm Exotic Warlock Helmet activates inconsistently with melee and finisher kills. Performing a finisher while wearing the Severance Enclosure Exotic Titan chest piece will not count finisher kills towards bounties. And the Doomfang Pauldron Exotic Titan Gauntlets gain super energy inconsistently on Void Melee kills. It sure does. So, yeah, if you're seeing those issues, as well as all the issues we've covered in the past, go to the Known Issues article, which we'll link in the show notes, go to the help forums, because there's lots of issues with lots of things, because as we discussed earlier, games are indeed hard. And this has been our report for the week. 
they they do finish off the twelve this week with basically saying that you know we told you last week or the week before that the trials maps are on a rotation of six maps. Ha ha! We tricked you all. This week's trials of Osiris map will be redacted, and then I believe it's Javelin Four, which wasn't in the normal six rotation. So they've tricked us, or they've listened. One of the two. So, you know, they didn't confirm that the trials maps were on a set rotation per season. Hmm? Yes. Wait, what? Didn't I confirm that the trials maps were on a set rotation per season? Yeah, he totally did. But the beauty of a live game, things can change. The team has been looking at your feedback daily since trials launched. And some things are a bit easier to change than others. But for the foreseeable future, trials maps will be on a random rotation. If anything changes with those plans, they'll be sure to let us know. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you again next week. Cheers, DMG04. Oh, joy. Respawn? No. Time for my robot respawn report roundup. <laughs> lives in the same place it lives every week. Oh, it's not in the same place as the twab, is it? Nope. No, it's not. Nope. It lives at destinyroundup.com, brought to you by Ramshackle Shotgun. Ramshackle. Not affiliated with Bungie, not affiliated with Destiny, but doing excellent work for those of us who are lazy and can't be bothered to do it ourselves. That's right. Weekly summary. We don't want the February 24th. We don't want the April 24th. That's My dear friend Cosmo has some things to say first. Uh, Cosmo has things he needs to say. So does DMG. Uh, luckily, there's not a whole lot this week because I don't know how much I can take if I'm being completely honest. But here we go. Cosmo. Already talking about transmog. Cool. Zer should have random roles starting next season. Cool. Making Zer relevant again. Sort of. Yeah, right? Kind of. Ish. Uh, that is a Reddit link, by the way. Now, does he mean does he mean like you can't see the role? You just see the item, and once you buy the item, you see the role? Or is it that the item is going to have a static role, but that's just going to change from week to week? What do they mean by static roles? They're mm. still offering collection roles since Armor 2.0 released, and we still don't have an update on when a fix is coming. And the update is, next season, we'll have armor random roles. So you'll see the armor. It'll have a number on it. It just won't be the same as the one you pull out of collections every week. Oh, that's a good change. Uh, yeah, a little bit. All right, they'll continue to share feedback that players would like increased vault space. Holy crap, he's been listening! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they'll continue to share feedback that players would like increased vault space. Oh my god! I just can't get past this part. All right, I'm going to skip that. As well as the ability to pull more items from collections to also help alleviate vault space issues forums link does that mean they're gonna do that Fortnite thing that you were talking about where you get to pick which role is in there <gasps> i don't know i don't like a bungee well hold on let's see if the forums can shed any light with all of the you had to be there type weapons and gear we've run out of space but the people who buy every dlc season and play all three characters are severely limited and forced to make Hard choices they shouldn't have to, considering how much they love play and actually pay for this game. You know, he says three characters, but I just really play my hunter, and I don't have vault space, so it's just oof. Anyway, um, I don't keep any armor or play two other characters really, and have no vault space. <laughs> I, I have no vault space. 
Mm, he's talking about elemental affinities. Yeah, no, it doesn't say how they're going to do it. That's unfortunate. Yeah, okay. that, that's another thing. I've I've hung on to some of the original Destiny 2 weapons that have different affinities, just because. Mm-hmm. Seasons will still require a purchase, but... They want to make sure that you can still experience the narrative content of previous seasons going forward, even if you missed season or jumped in late. Forums like AKA Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit are free activities, so changes to their rewards will not require purchase. Any changes to the bounties available without requiring the season pass will be free. Seasonal events are always free, and future improvement to them will also be free. Bounties in orbit will be free to all players. Hold on. So when they bounties do the whole, in orbit, when they, when they do the whole, you don't have to go to a person and see the thing when they make that improvement. Oh, big fan, big fan, big fan. All right, increased bounty exploration time will be free to all players. Again disagree with the fact that there's even a freaking time limit on there bungie why are you trying to take my stuff leave my stuff alone get your stuff done and then it won't have to disappear i like to take my time doing my stuff oh we know we know you like doing your stuff log on one day do one bounty and then leave it unfinished for the two weeks that was only with the divinity shut up uh the things that require the purchase of the season pass, weapons, armor, activities, etc., will continue to require purchase. All quality of life changes and improvements to the core system of Destiny, like OP in source posted above. Original poster in source posted above. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Won't cost anything when we let you pick up bounties from orbit. Everyone will be able to do that, whether they purchase or just play for free. <sighs> All right. Damage has things he wants to say. The team is moving to avoid adding attaching important lore plot development to Eververse items. Well, I mean, look, does it really matter at this point, Bungie? You've physically changed the lore on a weapon that's been in the oh, game God. since D1. <laughs> So what this post is referring to is the fact that some of the things like what happened with Prince Aldrin and Hawthorne during Guardian Games are on Eververse items that are available to be purchased, not actually story beats in the game or actual points in the game. So that's what they're talking about, maybe removing those and actually putting them into in the game. Yeah, Because I, I believe like there was a ship that, told you the fate of what happened with Prince Aldrin after he disappeared from the Dreaming City but you had to read the law on the ship to find that out right mm-hmm. I don't I don't really care or I, I mean I, I'm, I'm no longer a fan of the lore because Destiny's just going to change it whenever they want by the way guys Prince Aldrin not alive anymore he, he actually didn't resurrect at all he's not a guardian and he doesn't have a ghost just so you're all nobody knows who Aldrin is. So you're all cleared up. That was like right? four stories they didn't complete ago. Come on. <laughs> you're right. Uh okay. Anyway, 
there isn't a single person on the team that would ever think players wanted less lore. The delivery method of said lore is what this feedback is about. Reddit link. There will still be cosmetics in the shop, just not themed to aspiration activities. Reddit link. They want to pump, I was going to say pimp, but no. They want to pump out weapons and rewards, but they don't want to overburden the team. And now there's a quote that says, I've said this before, it's a tricky balancing act. Not only balancing unique pursuit weapons on top of a slew of weapons for season or release, but balancing the time of the team. We went from too much to too little, and now we hope the solution is a good middle ground. If it's not, we have time to iterate. We have time, sorry, we have a live game and can continue to improvise season over season Reddit link. Or they can continue to improve season over season. That too. List of feedback damage collected about the Guardian games can be found here. Do you want to click that link? link? Do you want to click it? Probably not. It might give me a virus. Let's see. If not, I have already clicked the link. Thank you for the air apparent bungee, but Guardian games sucked. Yo! Here's what I'm saying in terms of feedback. Can't promise any specific changes for the needs improvement section, but I can pass along thoughts to the team. You're so useful! Winners, cosmic rewards, class items, ghost shader, emblems, exotic reward, powerful, fun to use, unique and functionality, theming, people enjoy the class rivalry, all type. <gasps> Needs improvement. Scoring metrics, players want to see different ways to contribute to standings and would like objectives that don't need to be balanced based on population. Thank you! Calls scoring metrics into question, feels like event is rigged, even if it isn't. Thank you again. Also, doesn't depend on ability kills. That too. Don't forget that. Event participation. Too many bounties, medals, or too similar bounties. Scoring representation. This is our first in-game representation of standings, but could use some work to better communicate where the teams are. Lore. Too much on Eververse items. We're already in the process of adjusting some future events. Eververse. Armor sets can be earned for free, but it felt too far removed from the gameplay loop. Questions? For the normal people. For desk hitting. How do you feel about daily participation packages? Are there any other specific points of feedback you have? Rumble Triumph as an example. I enjoy As a matter of fact, I do have something to say. I think Triumphs should give you stuff. Doesn't have to be anything anything, uh, absorbent or absorbent, (laughs) exorbent. Did I just get muted? No. No. Anyway, um, I do actually have a tip, right? Um, Bungie, whenever you complete a triumph, any triumph, give people something. Whether it be Glimmer, whether it be Legendary Shards, something, right? Every time I go into a triumph, I don't know if I'm going to get stuff for it. Sometimes I get, you know, I get stuff. An emblem. I get 100 tokens or whatever, or an emblem or something, right? Other times, you don't get anything. Right, they just add up to to an overall uh, title. Sometimes, not even always. Right, so we need to have tangible things from completing triumphs, not just a score. That's all I have to say. Well done. How did you feel about the daily participation packages? I'm a big fan. I'm somebody that plays MMOs. I'm a big fan because with most MMOs, when you log in, you get a daily something. 
anything, you know, whether it's a currency, whether it's a, uh, an upgrade material, whether it's something, you get something every day you log in. I'm a huge fan. I don't think it was fair that uh, for most of the days that the Titan won, when I picked up a package, I would get like an enhancement core or whatever, it, you know, the little the little versions of the enhancement things. It's the enhancement core. Um, yeah. And maybe uh, a legendary armor piece. But when I picked up one on my Hunter, because it was third, he only got like a blue item out of the package. Now, maybe it would be better if he got like the, the lower tier enhancement core. Warlocks maybe got the enhancement prisms and maybe the Titans got the ballies or a chance at... See, again, in a lot of the MMOs that I've played, when you log in for the daily, you just get the one thing and it's account bound. The fact that you're getting anything on every character should be something that you ought to be thankful for. Yeah. I am up. I know they scaled it to, you know, the um, first, second, and third. <laughs> so the first person's, you know, the first team's going to get better rewards than the, you know, the last person. But I don't see that was fair. So you're assuming that every character for every login should have the same rewards? Yeah, because you participated and you turned in medals. Why are you being for not the, rewarded for the event yes but not not like every oh. day you get something but yes since you're having an event with a daily reward the daily reward should be something worthwhile yeah, yeah. i could see that yeah yeah and not, um, not a blue item yeah and, and i almost wondered too what was in the loot pool because it was a I, I saw another um oh i think it was something on Reddit about you know it's been 906 days or something since the you know you know two tokens in a blue when the the bungee stream. <laughs> oh, you'll get good rewards or garbage. I almost wonder how much of it is. Here's what's in the loot pool, but here's what you're actually getting out of that loot pool. Because hmm. I picked up those every day, but I haven't honestly, other than like the I saw like on the Titan there was just you know more things that showed up versus you know a fewer number of things, but I didn't really notice the quality or quantity of those things. Hmm. I almost just wonder, you know, you know, are are there better stuff in the loot pool, but you're just getting, you know, two blues randomly because the game decides that it's two blue day, or is your RNG just bad that day? Who knows? But RNGs is bad every day. I did appreciate there was at least some, you know, again, you know, we've talked about the issues the the Guardian games had, but I did appreciate the daily packages. See the nice lady to get your new bounties, and she had at least something for you, even if it was just infusion fuel or you know a little higher powered something. There was just something there for you to pick up. Yeah. You know, press I button. Mean, infusion fuel is fine, but infusion fuel would have to be like close to the same level. Oh, no. you. Oh, okay. I was thinking about like infusion fuel being like stupid blues or something that you can't do anything with except infuse. You're talking about like cores and whatnot, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah if you, if you yeah. participated and you put in gold medals, why are you not being rewarded for a daily reward? Because you participated. What? Why does it correspond to whether you came first, second, or third the previous day? Everybody's putting all the effort they can to play that game mode, and if you've turned in medals, you should just get a package, regardless of first, second, or third. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, they sort of did the, there's some stakes in there, oh, we're playing classes against each other, but not really in any meaningful way. Hmm. I don't know. You keep cutting in and out. You are cutting in and out. I'm taking it out. You're hitting your desk. We all have our problems. Who's hitting a desk? <laughs> you were just now. All the time when you're like... I didn't hit anything. I, have, I haven't I have even moved. 
No, I'm not hitting anything. You're hitting. Someone's hitting something when you were when you were talking when you were reading your roundup. Yeah, it'll be on the recording. I'll see who did it. Maybe when I was reading the recording, I thought you meant like just now, just yeah. now. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing yeah no, not just now. When you were reading, it was like I'm reading a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I, I tend to get emotional. <laughs> well, you can't even even with the arm, and unless you have an anti shock mount, it's still gonna pick up with yeah. the life. No, the, the shock mount because I don't have one of those either. I do have a mount that we that fancy is anti shock, but the point is I didn't hit my damn desk just now. So there not just go. now, but you did earlier. It'll be on the recording that you'll never hear. So it's a moot point. Yeah. So do we have uh, some tips, tricks, guides, and builds about you know the things you should be putting on to uh, achieve success and make people like you and look better, jump higher? Yeah, yeah, run yeah. faster. Kill there's there's a few people. there's a few videos that are out there this week that are quite interesting. Um, I'm going to start off with Cool Guy. Now, Cool Guy has done a video this week on PvP loadout that maybe some people are using, maybe some people aren't using. Uh, sniper sidearm. Are you guys a fan of sniper sidearms? Uh, you should know that we are. Yeah. Um. But he puts a, a good case across for why and what kind of pairs well together. I mean, I th- believe he was saying that he was using Arbalest in his primary slot, which is quite interesting, and using that as a sniper. And then, you know, a nifty little sidearm. And there, you know, it goes over the different kind of variations of sidearms that you may want to use in paired with certain shotgun, no, certain snipers. That's the one. So that was an interesting one. Um, Huge disparity between the two. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Brave X Hero has got an infinite health PvP Titan build with the Syntheseps and doing lots of punching. So that, that's mm. a, Titan mm. infinite health in a PvP environment. Yeah. That's balanced. Look, you have to be up close and personal. And with the gameplay that he shows you, you know, it's not. It's not as so bad you're telling as... me you telling me that Titans aren't just running around shoulder charging people on the normal anyway? No, because the build that mm. he's got is on the top tree of um void. Um I can't remember what it's Don't called. You still have like a shield melee that one shots? No, you can no. you can melee, but if you get a melee kill with your punch ability, it gives you the overshield and the overshield lasts longer. And melees with the Syntheseps do more damage. And when you melee with the Overshield, you can do more damage. So that's the reason why you can punch somebody, kill them, get the Overshield, then do more damage with the Syntheseps and punching them again. But it, in his, it, I mean, he shows you his gameplay. It's not as straightforward as that. Well, it, well, it, it's straightforward as that, but it's not as um, invincible. He's not invincible basically really it's infinite health. you know the whole infinite health thing had me led astray i'll be honest yeah. with you he's not invincible it's infinite health if if you can get it to work let me ask you this is there any other class in any other build in the game that can do that same thing in pvp uh warlocks they can do infinite health yeah they've got um the achievement of hunger they can get overshields. And also with uh, the Titan build. Also with the Titan build, when you do get a melee kill, 
if you've got allies that are close to you, it also buffs your allies with an overshield and oh, their melee shoot. damage as well. So let's all stick together, Titan Brethren. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I all love the fact balance team at its finest. All of your allies, that includes hunters and warlock. Yeah. Stick together, team. We're just, we're just trying to trying to help out the you know the, the lesser classes, that's all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um <laughs> then <laughs> sorry, am I the only person here seeing a team of four to six titans running around just <laughs> infinite health, infinite buffing each other? Um, really? Oh, it's de- it's definitely one I'm gonna be trying next week in Iron Banner. Yeah. You may be seeing that, but with the hit detection on the shoulder charges and things, they're only getting kills about half the time. <laughs> yeah, I just told you it's not a shoulder charge build. You can't do yeah. shoulder charge with it. Uh, you actually you're... have to run and slide and punch. Right. So same. Oh, thing. so normal Titan stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> normal Titan games. Yeah, the Titan Games 2021. League, TRL. They shouldn't even allow the other two classes in PvP as long as Titans can do dumb shit like that. It's not even fair. Just jealous. It's not even fair. Well, the, the, the game is completely unbalanced in favor of the Titans? Yeah, but you can so, call that jealousy. But there's just so many hunters, though. There's so many of you. You're the most popular. Probably because there has to be. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so I also have another one from Jarf who has a 10-second super Warmind build. And again, this is for the Titans with the Doofang pauldrons. Which are inconsistent, so go hunt him down on May 11th. No, but yeah, I think it's more of a PvE build. So you can pick up the Warmind balls and just melee and go to town. So I also have another Titan build. (laughs) Insane damage and DPS from T. Glizzy. This was a one that kind of popped up on my um, timeline which I, oh let's check that out so this is with the middle tree on the titan hammer build and also using um the syntheteps and tractor cannon you can throw the hammer yes yeah, but pairing it with i mean he shows you damage numbers of you can kind of i think he was testing it in the tribute hall on on the ogre at the back there and showing you kind of what damage numbers you can get with doing tractor cannon and punching and getting a stack of um is it roaring frame i think it's something like that and then using your super and you can kind of two hit that ogre and the amount of damage that you can then put out as then also then pairing it with a warlock's well so this is a good build for pve you know i feel as though if the hunter can do something like that Bungie's immediate response is to nerf it from the hunter and immediately give it to the Titan. You're like a broken record. Get over it. It's, it's so frustrating because it's true. Playing hunter, that's the message here. Just play a Titan and give in. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stop playing Destiny before I main a Titan. Respawn. What? Your friend and mine. Cheese forever has yep. gone infinite invisibility heart of the pack build. Yeah, I know. With the Kepri sting, there you go. He's looking after you, and he loves you, loves you. <laughs> so yeah, this is a good one again for PVE content. So if you're kind of soloing dungeons, 
and things like that. Use the warm because wine. I'd rather be builds. invisible forever instead of do actual things like do damage. Well, you can example. do damage with the warm wind bullies, can't you? You can you can keep uh... meleeing them, and with the Kepri sting dropping the smoke bomb, it gives them that you know they're they're hazed and they they don't see where you are, and you can keep invisible and. Yeah, are you impressed with that one? No, no. Okay. He also has an <laughs> infinite melee, fell winter's helm, and sun braces um, build for the warlocks. So this is another PVE exploit, I guess. Cheese. So if you want to use um use that, that's a good one. Cheese Forever also has a video on the Orbs of Light bubble exploit that you can do. And you can also do this in PvP. So that's something that's um, worth looking out for. So you can throw a suppressor grenade down. And if you time it just right as you're dropping your bubble, it will suppress you, keep your super, and it will still drop three Orbs of Light. And then you can do it again and again. Sounds like entirely too much work, but sure. yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. Us Titans, that's too much work. Unless we're feeding something else that's going to help us. Yeah, we're lazy. But but shout out to the to the three Titans I ran to in Mayhem last night, just doing the doing the bubble train, being like, no, you don't get to come here. This is our. Yeah. We have to defend it. Uh, that is one thing I do miss, though. Like honestly, I I miss bubble train. Yeah, there were there were three. I don't know if they were together as a group, but they were. Sometimes they were on my team. Sometimes they were on the other team. Yeah. Being like, this is where we live now. <laughs> Getting destroyed by everybody else, but doing their best. Mm-hmm. So I've got a few um, PvP centric videos for you to check out. Drewski this week has done a couple of deep dives into. One of them is every accuracy perk in D2 explained. So this is things like moving targets, um, crouching. What's the crouching one? Um, Crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Firmly planted. Firmly planted, uh, opening shot, things like that. So he goes into an explanation on those. And what he's going to do this week coming up is he's going to drop one video per perk and go into it really in depth. So it was quite interesting to see them all kind of lined up against each other. And then he did one on moving target doesn't work like you think it does. And he used um, enhanced targeting and um, like the mods on the different things and and showed you what like a targeting perk on a weapon would do. And I found it quite interesting. I, I didn't realize that the spare rations already at base i think it's got something like a 92 aim assist and then when you start then putting an aim assist mod onto it and then putting aim assist onto like helmets and things like that it then bumps it up to 100 but the it caps at 100 a bit like your armor that it won't do anything past 100 so that's why you'll see a lot of people using spare rations because it has quite a good high aim assist and i w- wasn't aware of that or I'd forgotten it, or something like that. So it's not just for the overflow, which is kind of why I use it. <laughs> no, you don't. No, not on a hand cannon. Not well for PVE. Not on your hand PvP. cannon. Yeah, you don't want that on PVP though. 
because there are so many better things you can put in that slot that's going to guarantee you a kill than just more bullets. Yeah, like using a hand cannon at all, which is just not recommended. Even if you have, even if you have more bullets than they have health, do da, do da. Hand cannons are actually amazing in PvP. Yeah, and I've I've actually been murdered by many amazing hand. I am not one of them. (laughs) And then Patakate Gamings has the number one thing that separates top FPS players from the rest. And this again was another interesting video of. Is it skill? Leave do a click. Yeah. Anyway, good. No, but it, it, it's working on improving how you approach a situation in PvP. And I know that some of these things have been brought up on other videos that we've watched in the last year or so. But this again was another different person's take on it and how they approach a situation in PvP. What uh, one of the things that he came he said was, you know, are you a, a typical player that when you go into a PvP match, you're running along and your reticle is kind of pointing at the floor as you're running no. along. Are you that thing about head height? Yeah. Are time. you that kind of player? Are you looking for that situation of can you get that first shot off? You know, and then he goes into explaining of what other players kind of do to kind of put you off like the, there'll be one that slides across the bottom of the, the you know in your direction then one over the top just to kind of distract you from where you're you're looking so you can miss this reticle off of the guy you were shooting on the guy who you're not shooting and now you're dead yeah so i think i'm one of those players that runs along and just points my gun at the floor until i get to an area when i want to put the reticle off that could be it might not be I don't know. Well, the thing about it is, is it's it's a it's a habit that most people have by default, and you have to break it. Or I've I've had to break that. I, habit. I think it's situational. If it, I think, like he says, if you are engaged with it, and you what there's an objective for you to complete. So, like when I was doing my twenty five hundred iron banner kills, I was focused on doing just those and right in there, just and right and just just slaying out. But then, <laughs> if I'm just playing regular crucible. I, you know, I just, I don't care if I die, you know, I'll, I'll get my super whenever I'll get a kill here and there. But like, if you're playing rumble and you want to go first to get one of those triumphs, if you're playing in comp and you, you know, you need to help support your team, you you do have a focus. And I see that, you know, there are, there are different times that I am focused. And I found the video really interesting to watch. And I thought other people would find it interesting. I mean, it's, it's a couple of months old, but it's one of these ones that I've kind of gone back and I think we highlighted him last week on a video that he made and went back and had a look at some of the other things he's done. So that was quite interesting. And then finally, Mtash has got a program that he uses on his PC called Kovacs, I believe it is. And it's to help improve his aim. So he's been using this program for, I think you said a couple of months now to just help. It's like a warm up kind of mini game thing where he kind of shoots little balls and targets. Mm-hmm. And then that's really helped his aim in. It's really helped in Destiny 2. I didn't know if there was a lot of people that knew about this um, program that you can use just to help finesse your your sniping ability and and things like that. So I I thought point people in the direction of Mtash's video. Uh, Let me check Kovacs because there's another one that's similar that not only gives you a targeting reticule, but there's also like a line of arrows you have to follow. Right, they can be diagonal, they can be a semicircle, they can be whatever. So not only do you have to click the reticule, but you have to follow the path that they've given you, in addition to clicking the reticule. So it's like following a player flying through the sky or whatever. So I don't know the name of that. Let me check to see if it is Kovacs or not. 
just for reference, this is where he puts the music in. You've got mail. What is the best and worst enemy race? X, Taken, Vex, etc. What is the most annoying race to have to face? Always a pleasure, Cody or Telesto, depending on your preference. Telesto is always a preference, and Scorn. Scorn is the worst enemy race. It's always Scorn. It will forever be Scorn. It's Scorn. If we remove Scorn from the game, nobody would miss them. What are we talking about? I didn't understand the question. The worst enemy race. The worst enemy race. Oh, I I'd say that the Taken are the best and the worst because they can be so annoying. Them them Taken things that just snipe you out of nowhere, trying to do that whisper mission. You know when it was really hard. Oh my god, those snipers. Then the captains just zip, 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 all over the place. But they also you know help. They you know this they're a good race to to have. It's you know it was a good enemy to fight. Otherwise we wouldn't have had. Oryx and the Taken King. So good and bad. Yeah. Scorn's the worst. Um, Hive is the best. Because either run right at you or they just stand there and let you kill them. <laughs> uh I I I agree that Taken is the worst, but definitely not the best. <laughs> I think Cabal is the best because it's so easy to get headshots. But um yeah, no, Taken has definitely gotta be the worst thus far. Clearly you guys don't hang out with the scorn nearly enough. Oh, I do. They're they're irritating, but they're not as irritating as the Dagum uh, Fallen. Uh, sorry, Taken. Because the Scorn, they turn into the little puff of smoke, and you can track where they're going and shoot whenever they reappear. The Taken are just zip, 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 zip. Just, nah, Taken Thrall are the worst, man. Try shooting one of those guys without losing your freaking mind. Yeah, how many times did you die in that blooming bubble of Oryx on the Dreadnought when you were trying to do You're down to the last slither of health for killing Oryx and his shadow comes into the little realm. You kill the shadow. Those little thralls come in and scratch you and they kill you. Oh, yeah. And then that's it. It's over and done with, oh, you know, you're down and the rest of the team can't take him down. It's Not it's so, about. so, but that, that, and that's what I hate, man. Especially, especially on days where, um, cause they do arc their, their melees are arc, right? So whenever yep. it's arc singe and, uh, blackout, what is it, brawler oh, blackout. blackout. Yeah. Oh my god, Arc Singe and Blackout? Nightmare. I just want to be the troll. And the the witches, those two witches on the platforms just before Oryx. Oh my god. They were a pain to try and kill. The amount of times that you jump up to that middle section just underneath them to shoot them, and somebody on the team would die. Somebody would not be in that kind of bubble or the the, the protection thing. Oh, we're not even getting started on the Taken Phalanxes. (laughs) See? You know? <laughs> no, taken are absolutely the worst. They've taken all the worst aspects of all the different races and made them even worse. Oh, a phalanx has a shield. That sucks. Hey, what if that shield also hit you, did damage, and knocked you across the map? You know what? I don't like where this is going. New, new. No. So mad, and I can't tell you how many times during the freaking uh, uh, last wish raid. There's there, there's a section where you have to jump through a taken universe and yeah. land all these yeah. you know tiny little platforms quickly 
while at the same time avoiding and or trying to kill taking phalanxes with those shields that will pop you off into oblivion <sighs> that'll end a flawless run right there real quick <laughs> just f taken just And I definitely think the phalanxes and or thralls are the worst of that group. Have yeah. you come up with the answer for the PC thing? No, because all the ones that they show are like training simulators where you got a guy with a little gun. The one I'm talking about, it's not a person. It's a black background and a bright like highlighter color, like green, highlighter, yellow, highlighter, pink, whatever. A bright highlighted reticule right targeting reticule and then yeah. the arrows and then the target just show up on this black background all the ones i can find i actually have a little person with a gun that's not what i'm talking about this is strictly mouse movement that's it and i can't find the damn name of it and i can't google it in a way that it gives it to me okay purdy it's time to take us away purdy, hey, purdy better voice poor pronunciation <laughs> thank you everyone for joining us as always, your hunter is no one responds in real life. So your other hunter is Night Demon. Your Leo. Titan Summon Warlock is Parody. You can email the show with your questions, comments, and angry rants at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. You can find Ooh, me on Twitter at two titan. titans underscore hunter. You can Instagram us at two titans and a hunter, follow us on Facebook, send Night Demon some messages, questions, queries, and things that come to your mind at 4 a.m. when you're working in the lab. You can join the Frozen Clan at join.frozen.party. You can find all your favorite guardians in the world of destiny on all the platforms. You can watch the show on YouTube. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. And the Maestro 55 says, forget who wins the Guardian Games. We got three ghosts with the Guiding Light and Speed Demon. We won the lottery. Game over. Now let's move on to Destiny 3. I don't have the ghost yet. <laughs> <laughs> No lottery win for you, sir. Round the outside. Round the outside. Round the outside. Round the outside. Someone's getting very angry to die. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we are not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keep Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 information, news and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email, twitinsandahunter, at hotmail.com or on Twitter at 2titanshunter. Now on with the show. Butchered it. He butchered it. <laughs> <laughs> Make him say YouTube again? Yeah, Yautub. Yautubers. <laughs> Sand Hunter. Uh, had... Oh, now you get it right. Yautubers. 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 <laughs> Bunch of Yautubers. <laughs> Three, two, one. Now this is a good day for me. I just finished my poop and pee. Now my hot wife makes food for me. It has too many calories. Do 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 do. Oh man, too good.